check, mic check. We're on. All right. We're live. Episode eight, nine, eight, episode eight. Welcome Tell to episode me. eight. This is, this is episode <laughs> eight. This is a bit confusing. I forgot what episode we're on. Welcome. Welcome to the creators, everybody. Uh, we're back with another episode. Today, I am joined with Luke Webster. Luke Webster is known for some pretty awesome stuff in the city of Ottawa, which we will get into shortly. Before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Midnight Hour Studios. Uh, this is the beautiful space that we're in, and you can actually rent the space and get 25% off your first booking using the discount code, the creatives, no capitals, no spaces. I'll put it in the description. So if you don't know how to spell that, it'll be down there. Um, it's an awesome space and it's awesome of them to support this show because we're trying to do a lot of these episodes because there's so many cool people in the city and there's a lot to talk about. So I'll tell you a little bit about the motivation behind this podcast. Basically, I was feeling a little lost. I wanted to explore kind of creativity because it was a time when I started this, I was feeling like a little like down on creative energy and I just wanted to see if other people could relate with me in any sort of way. And the more I do this, the more I realize like we're all kind of feeling similar things and we all face similar challenges. And it's kind of evolving into a platform for people to express what they do, express the work they do, showcase that the work they do. And I'm loving it. Every episode, we'll learn a bit more. Uh, we've spoken with like a film director. We've spoken with photographers. Uh, we've spoken with cinematographers. We've spoken with... Uh, who else do we speak to? A music producer. And now we're speaking with you, Luke. The outcast here. The outcast. The outcast. <laughs> Not the outcast. This is creativity. Creativity can't no, be put it. in that's a it. box. So the podcast was created with the, with the goal of exploring creativity because like creative thinking is, is more than just like, oh, you can use a paintbrush. It's, it's finding a unique way to either solve a problem or approach something. And that is why I invited you on, Luke. So... I'm not going to give the intro for you. I would like you to tell us what makes you a creative and what do you do? Like, who are you? Um, well, I'm, I'm Luke Webster. Hi. I, uh, I run Bad Dog. We're a vintage secondhand clothing shop here in Ottawa, located in the Glebe on Bank Street. Nice. Um, I'm basically just an average Ottawa dude and just like, just enjoy curating clothing and just having a spot for people to enjoy. I love that. It's so humble. It's awesome. It's no, just a pr- pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, dude. I like it, what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks for your time. I know it's, uh, your time is valuable when you run an awesome store, Bad Dog, Bad Dog Co. Bad Dog. Like Bad Dog Co. Yeah. Like Bad Dog Company is like mm-hmm. the technical name of it. We just stylize it as Bad Dog Co. I love it. Just yeah. Bad Dog if you want, whatever. Yeah. Whatever man. works. I want to get into like kind of the evolution of that shortly. Yeah. But, uh, basically, so like through this conversation, you know, I hope to just see your process, see kind of the things that challenge you see why you do this and kind of what you uh, hope for the future. And, and it's, it's just nice to have these deep, like long format conversations because they're kind of getting lost, I feel, in society. So yeah, trying dude. to bring them back long format. And that's why I like being, I mean, I was excited about when you even offered me to be on this because like you said, with creativity, sometimes you just get in that, you get in like a little rut, you know, and mm-hmm. you need something to bring that spark back. And I think it's having conversations like this or even like listening to people talking about subjects like this that, can really bring that spark back for you or inspire you a little bit. Absolutely, man. That's true. You said that it is these conversations and these podcasts are, they are giving me energy because like every time I have a conversation, I'm just like, I'm pumped after. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Like, like 
you know, someone else I can relate to and like, I'm not alone, you know, cause it's, it's, I feel like it's easy to feel like you're alone and that no one else feels similar things to oh, you yeah, because dude. on the surface, everything looks perfect, but it's, it, it's this whole era of like the social media that we're in. Mm-hmm. I feel like we see so much, but yet have never feel, felt more disconnected from everyone, you know, yeah. if anything, we're more disconnected or more connected than ever, but it feels the complete opposite, you know, it's very it's ironic. Weird. So it's, yeah. So it's nice to bring, yeah, know, bring back some stuff like this. Nice, Real man. conversations, you know? Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm looking forward yeah. to learning about you, learning about your journey and getting into this beautiful rack of clothing we have behind some us, goods. which we'll talk some about goods. shortly. Uh, there's some really cool stuff here with some cool stories, which we'll get into. Uh, this podcast is also supported by Pano Media, powering the production and all of the tools we are using to record this podcast. And I want to give a shout out to our editor, Mr. Ryan Dennis. Um, he is working hard behind the scenes to edit these episodes while I'm out here shooting. And we're going to have Ryan on the show one day so you can meet the mystery man behind, behind the edits. So without further ado, we'll jump into the show. So Luke, why don't we start with kind of like origin story? Who are you? The origin story. Yeah, I like, like that. Like, like the mar- like, you know, like a cut- scene cuts <laughs> away. It's raining. <laughs> yeah. It's it's black and white now and it's like luke webster is born <laughs> and then up until now we compress that like where what's, what's the origin story damn we're getting right into it all right um i mean i'm born and raised in ottawa like first of all um yeah lived here my whole life never really wanted to really leave ottawa um i don't know how far back you really want to go but um i've just I mean, clothing is what I do and clothing something that I've like always been into since mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah. I think I just never really realized that it could actually be something I could make a living from until like more recently, really. That's really cool. Um, so how were you like when you were a kid and you said you're into clothing, like usually when you're a kid, it's like your mom buys you a shirt and you're like, I don't like this shirt. Like no, that, that was I, me at least. Yeah. You're like, eh, I, I, whatever. My mom got me this shirt. It's whatever. So how like. Can you tell me about how you were into clothing as a kid? I think the the big part of it for me is like I had older brothers. Okay. So my brothers are 10 and 12 years older than me. So wow. there's all there's quite an age gap there. So yeah. when I was like a little kid, they were like teenagers, you know, so they were actually like caring about what they're wearing and they were into skating. So they'd wear like a lot of like skateboard kind of stuff or mm-hmm. like it was that whole like the Roka wear sort of era, like all that sort of stuff, you know? Roka so, wear? Yeah, just like the whole streetwear, like okay. the early 2000s kind of era where everything was like super baggy, okay. just like, you know, like that was the style. Yeah. So I think it was always just kind of came from looking up to them. Okay. Because I'd all like when I was a kid, I was just like, I wanted to just look like my brothers, do everything that my brothers did, you know? Awesome. So my brother worked at a, at a skate shop at the time in Canada that was called Riders Village. They really old shop that a lot of people from Ottawa might not even remember, but. Are they still open? No, they closed down years ago, but that for me, like when my brother was working there, that was my like first source of like getting like cool stuff because he would like, you know, he'd get the stuff there and could Mm -hmm. like bring it home for me or whatever. And And he got a discount probably like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, like I was a kid, so I don't even know like what the deal was that he was getting it for. But he was getting you stuff. Yeah, he'd get me stuff and they didn't do like kid sizes. So he would just get me like an adult small (laughs) and it'd be like huge on me. But I was just stoked because I was like, I had the shirts that I wanted, you know? So I think. For me, that's really where it came from. It's just like, it's kind of been ingrained in me since I was a kid. I've always just like cared about what I've worn. I've never like, I've never liked dressing up, but I've always like cared about what I've worn. It's funny because it's like a sweater and pants is just like my average outfit every day. But like, yeah. I just enjoy, I don't know, I enjoy the items that I wear. That's my... Yeah. 
That's so just always been something for me. Do you find it's like it's a form of communication almost? Like you kind of oh, communicate with with what you wear. Definitely, dude. For me, like I make I make uh, outfit contact before I make make eye contact. You know, <laughs> like I'm looking at what you're wearing before I look at you. you know what I, mean? I feel judged, man. <laughs> like I should I go change? <laughs> but it, that, it's a it's a very individual thing, though. You of know, because I think like some people don't they don't care about that but mm-hmm. then some people that's like their world you know like yeah it's funny because for me that really is my world like i make a living doing that you know yeah. and it's like it really is like everything for me mm-hmm. and it's like i feel like it's a big way to extra- express your individuality you know mm-hmm. like you can really just from wearing a certain something you can show someone what you're into or what you do or yeah you know these days you can brand yourself that way you can advertise your own company just by wearing a shirt with it on you know and absolutely it's, yeah. it's, it really is like a form of advertisement a form of expression it can mm-hmm. even be like a form of art depending on how you put it together interesting i like that yeah I've, I've made like company shirts and like shirts with like my brand logo on them and just just giving them out and like to people yeah, just yeah. it's free advertising it's, it's yeah. cool because it's like you know, they get to wear, they get a free shirt from gets a free shirt and then you get some promotion. Exactly. That's, that's really awesome. So did, so you, you liked the clothes when you were a kid and then as, as time progressed through teenage years into your, you know, early twenties, like what did you do with that passion? Was it just a self-expression or did you kind of try to take it a step further before I mean, you ended up here? Teenage years, you obviously get to that point where you start to be a bit more like you're in high school and you're trying to wear what everyone else is wearing sort of thing. You know, you I find you that. get to that point, but I think I kind of, after like grade nine, 10, I kind of realized I was getting into that mold. And then I tried to get, you know, I try to find okay. things again that could kind of get me back to being myself. So by the end of high school, I was getting like really into like, I was loving like Huff and Stussy, like Supreme. That was like a lot of the stuff that I was getting into then. Okay. Um, and obviously with that comes like, there is a big resale market of it. So I think a lot of like the earliest, like profiting of clothing for me was just like getting Supreme that like wasn't my size or wasn't my style or whatever. And then you know, just flipping it online. You it's were, like, I realized you could actually just make some money doing that. You were flipping. So were you buying new items and flipping them? Yeah. you like, you'd the Supreme drops, like it's every 11 AM on like a Thursday. So wow. you just like, you log on. If you yeah. like get stuff quick enough, like it sells out, you know, back then when Supreme was really having its like error, like it would sell out in like a couple minutes. And if you managed to get your hands on any of it, like it instantly went up in value, you know? So that was your first instance of kind of like, taking a unique or rare piece of clothing and selling it yeah for just a taking profit. any clothing and making money on it because before that to me it was like i was just i never really saw clothing as thin as you could sell it's like i'd buy it for you know i'd pay a hundred you know a hundred dollars for a hoodie but i always thought the end of the road of it was just like you donated it or whatever but okay i think though it was like a brand like that that made me realize like oh there's actually like a whole mm-hmm. market that even exists for this you know that's awesome to like sell it that must have sparked like a fire inside you and you're like when you started to attach like a business kind of value to clothing, now you're no longer just wasting your, not wasting your money, but you're no longer indulging in fancy brands here. now like this is an investment. I mean, that was the funny thing then it was, it was like, it was right in my face. I hadn't even realized it. Cause I was like, I was making this little profit, but to me it was all of a sudden that was like, it was on the side. Yeah. You know, I never actually looked at it as like a business. Mm -hmm. I was always like, Oh, like if I sell this, then it'll pay for like this other item that I buy. You know, like I was, yeah, I was using it to like just get my own stuff for free really. Which is awesome. But then I think, um, I mean all of this really more, you know, the whole vintage, like doing that more so that really came together more once I got with my girlfriend Cheyenne mm-hmm. so she's the co-owner of the business with me that's the, awesome you know my second half and yeah life and business awesome so you guys founded the business together we found it together yeah we've nice. always since the start we've done literally everything with it together it's full 50 50 that's awesome um, dude. so I think it, it really started like when we were first 
dating and hanging out like a like one of our like first dates was like thrifting together because we were both into thrifting yeah um and it was doing it together that like opened our eyes like we started talking about like other items that we'd find that weren't like for us but we talked about the idea of like we could still grab them and then sell them to like a friend or like whoever mm-hmm. wanted it so that's really where like where the whole like vintage more so started for us was actually doing like being in the thrifts and finding it that way. Yeah, it was just like a fun hobby kind of. It was of like fun, yeah. You connected over, which turned into Bad Dog, which is you know this beautiful store that you have in the Glebe today. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's an awesome shop. If you haven't visited, I'll put all the info for how you can get there. It was just Google Bad Dog Ottawa, and you'll find it. There's you'll no other it. store in the city called Bad Dog. Google vintage shop and vintage. Shop. You'll come it's, up. It'll come up. Yeah, yes. it's like there's so little in Ottawa. That, yeah, it. it's it's a niche market, and it's it is it's uh it's growing. It's growing. It's growing, and you entered at a very young age. So, uh, uh, good for you, man. That's really cool. I remember when I first saw the shop when you were back, like closer <laughs> yeah, to the first location, closer to Lansdowne, yeah. and it was just like, I was like, oh wow, this guy's like pretty young, and he's got like a store, like a brick and mortar store, and like I was like, how is this even possible? I didn't realize. So it's it's cool that you found a way to make it, and I want to. We didn't even know it was possible, dude. We didn't, you, you did yeah. it, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I want to I want to get into like so so bad dog. Can you tell me? So you went. So your passion for clothing kind of led you into this kind of. You kind of went into this path of of buying and selling I think, clothing. Yeah, the, the the passion just led me to just like getting clothing. Like that was the big thing. It was just like whether it was like just going thrifting to find like some yeah. cool stuff for cheap. Whether it was like. Um, you know, do buying the Supreme, like it was like whatever way you could get it. I was just like, the whole goal then was more just to get it for myself. Even when I was selling then, it was more just to fund it for myself. Gotcha. But I think once me and Shine started dating, we kind of both opened each other's eyes to like that there was actually like more of a market in the vintage stuff than we had even realized. Like Mm -hmm. we kind of realized we could be thrifting, still find the stuff we want. But when we find stuff that's not like our size, not our style, we can still grab it mm-hmm. and then just sell it to like one of our friends or like whoever's interested in it. So it really started that way. We were just, uh, we had like an Instagram at the time. Like we would just throw like a little picture of it up on the Instagram and it, you know, at first it would, uh, you know, maybe take like a few days for like a friend to grab it. And then we got to a point where we'd like list stuff and it was just like selling like that. Sounds like, like I everything, want it. I want it right Everything away. was going. And then. We were both just working, you know, whatever jobs. We didn't really, you know, we were doing stuff, but we weren't really necessarily on like a path, you know? And I yeah. think just kind of getting like making, working just to make money. Exactly. To, to kind of yeah. get by. Um, How old were you at the time? We were like 20, 21 at the time. That's like when I, when we opened the store, I was still 21 mm-hmm. at the time when we had actually got the brick and mortar. But before that, what really inspired us is we went traveling. So, with the jobs that we were working the main thing was like we like to just be able to have time to like leave whenever we wanted Mm because we knew we just wanted to like travel like we're young like that's you know you just want to experience some stuff yeah exactly so we you know la was like our first big trip that we did together i think la was the big one that we're like there's whole streets of like vintage stores and we're like dude this is so sick there's markets like there's so many like every store of every clothing brand is in la like we were just immersed in just like the fashion Mm -hmm. clothing world and like 
you walk outside and it's like a fashion show there, man. Like you think yeah. you're wearing a, like we'd be like at in and out, like a burger place. And the dude in front of you is wearing like the craziest, most valuable outfit you've ever seen. It's like, that's Just getting a that's burger. LA, you know, Drop like some yeah, mayonnaise on the shirt, on like, the oh, Gucci. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So that, I think that really opened our eyes just in general to like the whole scene that was really out there in the world of this. Yeah. And then it was once we did, we did like a Europe trip. So when we went to Europe, we did like London mm-hmm. and Paris you know, we were doing like, we did Dublin, which are like, um, like pretty well known for their fashion yeah. industry. Right. And they're a lot more like LA it's, it's there and LA is huge, but I think going to Europe, it's a whole different, it's a whole different level. I mean, like fashion is, fashion comes from Europe, you know, yeah. everything we wear, the style that always originates from Europe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was going there, like going around like the London markets. I think that was what you know, that, well, that's what really showed us the kind of store that we really thought we could do. So did you see other stores there and you're like, you, you were like, oh crap, like someone's already doing this. I want to yeah, yeah. do this. Well, it made us realize like a business like that could actually even exist. Mm-hmm. Like before that, I like I was hunting for my stuff in the thrifts or whatever way I could find it. Cause I was like, there's nothing in, you know, there's, where do I find this stuff? Like you wanted the stuff. I want it. I want this cool old go. stuff. Like I want an old Grateful Dead. I want an old Harley Davidson, but like, where, where do you just go and find it? You yeah. know what I mean? I so. mean, you could take yourself to like eBay, but like, it's it, not, yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Cause technically someone could hit you up and be like, I'm looking for this. Can you help me source it? And like, would you do that? We like, or we you would have, see what you most likely have if they're looking for we something. Have, like it, it used to be easier when we were a smaller store because we could deal a lot more with like one-on-one with okay. clients. But I think now, like I'd, I'd love to be able to do that, but we're at a point where even just like running the store takes like our whole energy, you know? Yeah. So I, like people all the time will say stuff they're looking for and I'll definitely keep it in my back of my back of my mind. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to remember like exactly what yeah. someone wants and there's also been so many times where someone's like, yo, if you get me this, like I need it, you source it. And then it's like, they disappear, you know? It's yeah. like, so it's like, we, we just try to constantly put together sure. a store. That's just the kind of stuff that we feel like people would like. Yeah. Everything that's in the store is fully curated by us. Like not an item goes in the store that we don't like. Yeah. It's like all based off of like our taste basically. I like it. I, and you have a, you do have a wide taste. It's not like you're only getting one certain type of clothing. Oh yeah, exactly. I love, I love looking at your Instagram, the way you kind of display the clothes on the floor and like show it. And like, you're showing people like, Hey, like this is what we got. And then, yeah, and then yeah. the comments, it's like, Oh, what size, what size is that? And then they're gone. Yeah. They're yeah. Gone. They, get, they go and quick. They go quick sometimes. That's really cool. It's cool. Cause I've been to all those places that you've mentioned, but I never indulged in the fashion yeah, yeah. industry. I went there for different reasons and I didn't experience that. So it's cool that you say there's like a big scene and, a, and like a kind of culture. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It. That's so, it's so funny with travel that mm-hmm. like how s- people can go to the same places but see such different things just yeah. because of what they're looking for exactly like we yeah, were going to these little tiny back roads and alleys and stuff just looking for like the stores you know it's yeah. like you, you can almost have a whole different experience of a city just based on like what you're what yeah. you're into you know and then and then like you ask one store and he tells you about the yeah, next store yeah. and then the next store so, so so did you then when you came back or once you you know after these travels and you came back to ottawa where you like kind of sitting around like why has no one done this yet well so it's really funny because we before like we did la when we got back from la we kind of had an idea like we wanted to start a business but our mindset more then was like with like doing like a coffee house okay which is like so funny like i don't know where that came from we just kind of like had this whole idea you know just when you get like a little inspiration and you talk about it so that was like our little back of the mind kind of idea so we kind of had that in mind um 
actually was before we went to LA. Then when we got back from LA, that kind of flipped once we had seen the, like the vintage stores there. Mm -hmm. Cause then our mindset flipped from like doing coffee and like clothing on the side to just like, Oh, we could just do clothing. Like we could just do this. So then that was in like the January, 2018 that we went to LA. We kind of took, you know, we were taking our time a bit, just like figuring out like how we wanted to go into the clothing. And then it was, we did the the Europe trip and then that's what really like solidified it for us. Mm-hmm. Like once we went to Europe, we're like, we need to get back and we need to find a lease. Yeah. Like we need to just do this because this is like, this is, that's going to be our life. Like we yeah. got to do it. Did you have any inspiration? Like, did you know anyone that had opened a store and was young and you were kind of like looking up to them and. Or you just like you just knew you needed a store and you figured it out on you just. I think we we just wanted to do it because there was like we just wanted a store like this in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So we're like we might as like someone's got to do it. I love so that. So we might as well like why why shouldn't it be us? Like yeah. why don't we just do it? You know exactly. Yeah. Was it scary at the time? Or were you like? Oh, dude, it was terrifying. Because you're, you're, you're signing put, a lease and you're you're in for a lot of money that you have to pay if you can't make it back, right? It's also hard to even get a lease. That's the thing. I always thought like at. I thought you could just go to these places, sign a paper and just start giving them money. But it's like, they want to, they want you to prove that you can get them that money. And I'm like, Oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, you we don't want you in here. <laughs> so did you have to like give them like what a business plan and like, yeah, they wanted, I mean, nothing to show for because when you're 21, it's like hard to prove yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like they're most places just kind of laugh you out of there as soon as they like realize your age. But I think we just got kind of lucky with the landlord was just someone that had started their own business quite young as well. So I think she just kind of saw a lot of herself in us. Mm -hmm. So I think she took that risk with us just because like she just liked us as people. Yeah. I think we just kind of got lucky with like the connection that way. That's amazing. Because honestly, like any other land, like who, yeah, why would you? Why would you lease to a 21-year-old that literally is yeah. going in a business for their I'm first time? You know, old like clothes, guys. Yeah, it's like, fine. It sounds like such a risk, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, from yeah. a landlord point of view. That's cool, man. So it, it was terrifying at first because yeah, you're like taking on a imagine. lease and you just ha- like you're just like all right. By the end of this month, like we have to give them this money. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. But you, I mean, you took that risk. You you leaped right into it the age to do it that's what i always tell people like it's the younger you do stuff the Mm -hmm. earlier you take the risk the less you have to lose that's true because people talk about all the time like oh i'll do this when i'm older but it's like once you're older you're gonna have kids you're gonna have a house with a you know a mortgage and yeah it's gonna suck if it doesn't work out then because you're literally like screwed i know for us we're 21 we're like if it doesn't work out whatever we're right back to where we started we'll just do something else you know like yeah that's that's an incredible piece of advice and start young just t- you just gotta jump two feet like what the worst that can happen is you die like <laughs> the, in, in anything that you <laughs> do like no matter like, it's I, true. i'm like I, I don't know i like to think i like to bring the worst case scenario to the forefront because then i'm like okay if i start a business i'm probably not gonna die i may go broke i probably yeah. i may lose my cra- i may get all these stuff but the broke one's a lot more likely yeah the, but the death one is it's less likely uh, it's cool it's it's so, no but i mean this the, all this is to say it's just like i try to put the, the scary things no, in no, perspective it's, yeah. because it's like what is scary is not actually like life-threatening it's in your mind really mm-hmm. it really it, like it really all is in your mind yeah well that's cool man so so you started you, you're now on your second storefront you have your second sh- you're the second shop. like it's our we have one store but this is our second location right. same it's company like our, same brand yeah we've just, just second location. we've upgraded we you, moved yeah cool. we moved up the street and you're in my one of my favorite places in ottawa the glebe. oh my my favorite i love yeah. the glebe the glebe, I love the glebe it's just it's a if you don't know where the glebe is if you're listening to this from out of town 
the Glebe is a very vibrant kind. It used to be the suburbs to like downtown Ottawa, and it very quickly became down part of downtown Ottawa. So it's just like these old big manor houses, and but it's kept its character. It's That's kept what's its so character. Cool. It's, yeah, it's, you're the, like ten minutes from downtown, but yet like it feels like a little neighborhood. Yeah, like it feels so chilled out and Absolutely. quiet. Absolutely. I mean, once you go to Lansdowne area, it's different. Like it's crazy down there, but. Mm. But um, it's still our cool. side of the glebe is nice. It's like it's nice and chill down there. Yeah, like peaceful little area. Endless coffee shops, little oh, cafes, yeah. really good that's food. The, like that's the other thing. It's all like it's all small businesses. Mm-hmm. There's like a f- like you know you're getting a few popping up now, obviously, but yeah, it's mo- it's still mostly like small independent businesses, which yeah. that's the it's so cool. It's I like think it's it the best. It's there's so many great spots there for sure, and I, I guess that's played in your advantage because it's a very popular place to to walk because of yeah, all these yeah. businesses. So. Do you have a lot of people kind of come in? Oh, yeah. Just big through, time. Should they big just time. walk by. Yeah. Like, oh, what's this? Oh, oh, cool. And when we were looking for locations, like we didn't even have a question in our mind. Like it was going to be the Glebe. It had like it had to be the Glebe. Glebe or nothing. Yeah. 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 Like you didn't even consider any other ones. We like we were looking like, in like center town and mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, I was like, no, nah, like I just I want to be in the Glebe. It's you a know? good pairing. It's a it's a it's an old pocket of the city, mm-hmm. old homes. A lot of history there. And then you're bringing now old you're you're bringing old history. You're, yeah, you're literally <laughs> we're bringing it on back. theme. It's it's cool. It's trendy. It's 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 whatever. And then it's old stuff. So it's old stuff. It's old stuff. I love old stuff personally. I I love cars, as you may know. Yep. I know you and I share a bit of a common. I feel like that's kind of what we uh, what passion. we originally like connected a bit more over. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how we how o- we met really over cars and a, like a common friend. Like you knew Julian. Yeah. Julian yeah. took me into your store. I've known Julian since I was in like grade eight. One day he, we were just walking. And he took me into your shop, and I was yeah. like, "And then we're like, oh, like you have the same car as me, and yeah." And then we just got to chatting, and then yours a lot nicer. Just I will say, yours is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yours that. inspires me. Thank you. You literally like are like I look at yours, and I'm like, dude, I wanna, I wanna do this with mine. Thanks, dude. It's a 2002 Jetta. If anyone's wondering, um, I'll take you for a drive in it one day. It's cool. It makes a lot of noise. It's got me in a lot of trouble wookie, in the past. Wookie noises. Yeah, I had to yeah, quiet like, it down last year because like it was just a lot of attention. And it was too loud. Yeah. You know, I, so I won't incriminate myself on my own <laughs> podcast about the list of things that are, you know, in a gray area. But um, you kind of onto the cars thing. So I love cars. I know you love cars, but in tying into the old stuff, old clothing, Bad Dog being a vintage shop. Um, Old stuff's the best. Old dude. stuff is the Old best. Old stuff is the best. They don't I, make it like they used to for everything. I feel like it's not. Yeah, they don't make it like they used to because of a number of reasons. You know, whether it's sourcing actual materials or just the incredibly large demand for stuff, they just can't make it the same anymore. And just like corporate greed is the ultimate killer. Like yeah. companies just want to make the most money, and yeah. like you're gonna do that by just slapping a bunch of plastic and oh, crappy God. parts on your car. You know, at the end of the day, it makes them more profit. That's why yeah, they do it. Which which is unfortunate. I personally like find it so satisfying to to bring a old an old item, whether it's a car, whether it's a piece of furniture, whatever it is, and, and bring it back to life yeah, and bring then it back use to, it. Yeah. But then you add like modern touches to it. Yeah. So an example is like taking like my, you know, twenty five year old car and putting a like carplay stereo yeah in it. yeah and yeah. then now my phone is powering my car and i can open my garage from the radio of my 25 year old car and it's just like modernizing these old things and but it's still a manual yeah and you can still like it still feels that original yeah. like rawness absolutely and i find old stuff induces like 
energy like it has an aura right like old stuff it really does has an aura and it inspires me like i've been around a lot of cars in my life like the new cars is you could be the nicest three hundred thousand dollar mercedes-benz and like yeah it's cool and i hop back in my old car and i'm like the smell the the feeling the creaks the everything about the older stuff i feel because it it has it, it has people have experienced things with it and I wonder if you yeah, feel the yeah. same about clothing where oh, it's definitely, like man. you have these items of clothing and because you're passionate about, about clothing and, and, you know, expressing yourself with, with clothing, do you find certain clothing like inspires certain thoughts and inspires you to feel a certain way? Definitely, man. Definitely. I mean, like, you know, that feeling like when you get in an old car, mm-hmm. like you get in like a, you know, someone's like 85 yeah. beer, like you feel like you're a dude in the 80s just yeah. getting you know like you literally feel like it when you get in the car and to me it's kind of the same with clothing like you can throw on this old like festival or like concert tour shirt or whatever and it's like it's as close as you'll get to kind of feeling like you were like you that's were awesome. there you know like one of the one of the shirts i got back here is a 94 pink floyd that's all like faded out like you can tell someone went to this 94 pink floyd concert yeah had the best time of their lives and just like wore this shirt forever after that and it's like this shirt's so faded and it's got holes and stuff like it literally has like stories to tell that's so cool. and i think like you can i don't know you can get obviously you give it a new life when you wear it you give it like new stories but you really mm-hmm. you, i don't know when it stuff's old like it really does have that energy it does and you really can't explain it to someone that doesn't because it can't it. be explained in words no, it, it's no. one, it's something that's felt it's not mm-hmm. explained and it's it's uh one of my not these issues, but like with, with the way the thing is, I feel like everything's just trying to be explained with words, but you just can't. No, it's like, no. it's, it's a feeling. It's a, it's nostalgia. And even like, as I'm trying to explain it right now, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't like, make sense. <laughs> but even when you're talking about that shirt, like I'm thinking like somewhat like, cause I have, I have some shirts that like, you know, I've got at a concert that, you know, fire me up. One of my favorite artists got the shirt. And like, when I wear the shirt, I'm pumped, you know, I'm you, like, you have your own story with exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. and then, so someone has their own story with that Pink Floyd shirt. And like, you know, they, they, they did their hair. They took, they smell nice and they left the house wearing that shirt feeling good. And then it, it literally went through, I don't even know how many different events before it ended up on the shelf here. Dude, some of this stuff, you're like, who knows what happened in it, yeah. you know? Like, sometimes you'll have, like, a little stain, and you're like, what Like what happened here, you know? Like, what's the story yeah. with this? In and out burger, just <laughs> use ketchup drops Apparently, on the shirt. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's so that's so cool. Um, I think... The, o- the story, it's the story. And I think old stuff, it's... Yeah, it really is the character with it, and I think the just old stuff in general, I've always been into, again, going back to my family. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents have both always had the mindset of, like, if it's... You know, if it's not broken, you know, fix it. Yeah. So, you know, like it's like like don't replace stuff. it because it's yeah, broken. Yeah, yeah. Just keep keep it going, sort of thing. Like, Literally and it's, same. Dude. And just showing how like quality lasts. Like they've, mm-hmm. you know, we have couch sets in our house that are from like in the eighties still. Awesome. You know, and my my dad um, got a two thousand and one or two thousand, sorry, two thousand Toyota Celica. No way. When it came out, the GTS. Is that with the four like bug looking headlights? No, the it's the it's the new it's the, like the newer kind of okay, gen. Gotcha. So he got he got that when he came out, and it like he still has it. That's amazing. And it's like to, that's it's always been so cool to me and my family. It's like he, they really keep stuff going. That's amazing. And it's like I just love it because like we've always had you know like you we everything we've with that I had when I was a kid like we mm-hmm. still have it because it's like it's still you know we just keep stuff going because it doesn't break like yeah you don't need to replace it because it's broken. No, I, I, no. My, my family's been the same. My my dad would always teach me how to fix things and 
you know, he was a, he was a mechanic and he worked with cars his, his whole life. And he taught me how to be hands on. And like, yeah. I, I'll only hear it as something if it's absolutely like thrashed or broken. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cause yeah, you, you can just repurpose it. Exactly. You yeah. Can, yeah. You can re- the amount of lawnmowers and snowblowers and or stuff even, I found on the side of the road that I've like, yeah, yeah. we picked them up and we fixed them. And then like, that was like a People little People throw flip. out the craziest stuff. I know. I, that used to be like a little flip I would do, like buy anything with a small engine or find anything with a small engine on the side of the road and give it a tune up. Which and, is so funny because most people are throwing them out because all they did was like not put the right gas in it or something. Yeah. And it's not running. It's, it's like you're throwing it out. All I, all I had to do is switch the gas functional. and it's good now. You know? Yeah, because like, they, like, they store them with yeah. gas over Yeah, exactly. The gas gets like sludgy yeah. and it gets blocked up. But that's that's it. You can just fix yeah. it. So, and the car, cars in general. That's, yeah. that's, that's always been a big thing for me. I got a big, big car family. Yeah, you guys all like cars, eh? Love cars. My parents picked up a, a 1984 VW Westphalia. No and it's, way, it's dude. It's beautiful, man. That was their like their COVID purchase no to like. Way. They got it probably before they went like crazy. before the market went nuts. Yeah, because good for my them. dad was like he was on the fence about getting it because he's like this is just so much to spend on yeah. like an old car, exactly. you know. But um, you know but now we, it's like triple. <laughs> <in value. laughs> yeah, literally, because now he's like, okay, never mind. It's like an investment piece because it's literally like it's all it's yeah. only going up, you know. I know. Oh, wow! Right, we're back. Technical difficulties. That was terrifying. You know, we're experimenting with a a new piece of audio. It's not new. This is a very old device. Speaking of old devices, this is. Uh, I was working on a on a set with a guy named Stephen Lorne, who I will have on the podcast one day because he's just this guy. Is very. He's done so many cool things and. He's very, he, he, I think he sees audio, like he can see sound waves moving around and just a wizard. So I was telling him about this podcast and he lent me this old device. Basically it has preamps to give these microphones a bit of a power boost because recording them into like a mobile recorder, it doesn't have enough power to give them juice. So this is like a, what, 10, maybe 12 year old device. Just here. They don't make them like they used to, man. They don't make them like they used to. It goes for everything, literally. So before our minor glitch, which we'll probably cut and you won't even realize (laughs) it happened. um, Yeah. So, so you, your dad got the old car and yeah, that was my Westphalia. That was yeah, that was uh, that was their little like COVID kind of purchase, you know, because they couldn't travel. You know, like the whole world was locked down, right? Yeah. So it's like they wanted a way to still be able to get around a little bit. So was their like you know a little purchase. Yeah, something dude. fun to have, something with a bit mm-hmm. of character, and you can still like, you know, it sleeps four comfortably. You got the kitchen, everything. That's amazing. So it's a nice so way to be slow, on the road, isn't it? Oh, it's slow as hell. <laughs> slow as hell. You gotta be in like first gear to get up a hill. Literally, yeah. he just pulls over. If anyone's like behind him, he just pulls over and just like goes in the shoulder to let <laughs> everyone sorry, pass. Dude. Just like hand out the window. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> so I have a I have a 1991 Mazda Miata MX-5, and. There was one one day. Did you get that before the market went up? Because the market on those is that was so my stupid, COVID dude. purchase. That was like, I don't know if I should buy this car. I don't need another car. Like it's stupid, and I bought it for dirt cheap because it was had a lot of problems. But um, it's a great. It's thirty years old. It still runs like freaking amazing, dude. They, again, they don't make them like they no, used to. No. The thing is bulletproof, um, unless you put it in a wall. But <laughs> try not to do that, obviously. But I was driving down the road one day, and I literally pulled up next to an old VW bus, like. Or pre-Westphalia, like hippie, the, 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 like the bus, the bus yeah. with the big logo, yeah. and I was driving down the road in my '90s, early '90s sports car with this, like probably like what the '60s or '70s VW bus, and I was like, this exact thing has happened somewhere 30 years ago, <laughs> yeah. where this brand new sports car pulls up next to this slightly, you know, old bus, and it's just I waved at the guy, and I was just like, 
I was like, these, this is an experience. Like you, you can't get it. Like put me in a no, you can't. half million dollar car and it won't put a smile on my face like that. It's not the, yeah, it's not the same. Just like mm-hmm. the old, like you can, you can put me in the newest, like crazy high, high boost car, yeah. like new, new car, yeah. but like you go in just like an old LNA, mm-hmm. nothing like it just feels, it just feels Absolutely. raw, dude. Absolutely. So that's, uh, I could tell. So yeah, you, you do clearly are very you're very passionate about this vintage stuff and um, i just like old stuff yeah old furniture old cars old clothing just yeah and and then you've made a business out of it that is awesome it's a really cool shop and i seriously highly recommend go check it out like just literally and look on their instagram too if you're if you're trying to get something before (laughs) and you want to lock it in like look on their instagram luke or, or cheyenne will post it and they'll be like, this is what we got. And they'll answer your message if you sh- if you contact them, if you tell them, you know, I'm going to come get this right now. You can get really awesome stuff. And we'll get into some of this stuff here after. Um, but I want to know kind of about your, your process with vintage clothing. Um, and you could talk about maybe how it's evolved or just kind of what it is now. If it's a secret, I don't know if it's a secret. Some parts are like a little bit. Like, okay. So you can but, keep, you know, keep the stuff that's, yeah, yeah. um, uh, gives you that competitive advantage obviously yeah your, your business obviously you could do yeah, business yeah. but if you if you're willing to share your process no, of and course yeah, kind yeah. of from from sourcing the clothing to sale like how does yeah. that how does that all work um yeah so well, like one of the big things that we do is we're buy sell trade so that's like a big thing is like we buy um, every day in store so not only do we sell every day in store but you can also bring your old stuff in so yeah some you know some people might be clearing out you know, sometimes we have parents clearing out their old collections from back in the 90s. Sometimes you just have someone that sometimes it's actually stuff that's like from our store and they're just bringing it back like a year later. Just no Because they've like, you know, worn it a bit. They're just like, you know, mm-hmm. wanting something new. And then what we do when you bring stuff in, we offer cash on the spot. Cool. And then we also offer like higher and store credit that you can use to just pick out some new stuff. So yeah. we always encourage people to like rotate their closets that way. So we do get like a good amount of stock that way. Like we've all, you know, we've always encouraged people like bring, yeah. bring your items in, get yourself some cash. Is there like um, a certain criteria? Like obviously it has to meet a certain criteria. Otherwise it, it doesn't qualify to be. Yeah. I mean, store. If, if we won't sell it, we won't buy it. Okay. You know? So it's so quite, we, it's like you know, a judgment we, call. We, you know, we stay away from a lot of newer stuff. Like eighties, nineties is our, our big eras. Like that's just the vintage eras that we really love when it comes to 2000 stuff. Like we will take some, but we're a bit pickier when it comes to 2000s. In 10 if years, you, will you take 2000 stuff? Or oh yeah. It, oh yeah. Even now, like we're taking more 2000 stuff that I feel like we wouldn't have been a, a couple of years ago. Cause yeah. vintage is technically defined as 20 years or older. So every year a new oh, item God. becomes vintage. So, so I'm two, vintage. 2003, vintage. 2003 is vintage clothing now. That's like the textbook definition of vintage is 20, 20, years, 20 years or older, technically 20 yeah. years or older. Jesus. A lot of old heads will like to dispute that, but yeah, you gotta, you, I feel your like 90s stuff is vintage now. You, you gotta admit it. it. <laughs> 2023. Yeah. People come in and they're like, this stuff's not vintage. And I'm like, no, it is. It's just, you know, the years, <laughs> frame, the years frame. pass by pretty quick sometimes, you know, just frame a dictionary <laughs> with the definition of vintage 20 years or older. So we, you know, we get, we get some stuff that way. The buy, sell, trade, um, okay. occasionally we'll have people just hit us up that are looking to clear out their like old collection. So sometimes we go to people's house and do like buyouts. Um, like they'll invite you over to be like, yeah, come see what yeah, I have. Yeah. We've wow. had, uh, we've had some buyouts that way. We've, you know, we've like traveled a little bit for some of those sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have like warehouses that we source from. So that's, that's the more 
Cool. The more secretive source. Yeah, you're not gonna sell like this is where I get. Yeah, it. like the smell of a thrift store. If anyone, if you've ever been in a thrift store, I feel like it's a very distinct smell. Oh of yeah. Kind of oh, moldy, yeah. kind yep. of musky. Like a lot of people associate that with vintage stores too. A lot of there's you know vintage stores can sometimes smell like that too. Because it's in the fabric. I mean, it's, it's just old. Yeah, old it's unwashed. Just a number clothes. of yeah. years of sweat. And that was that was whatever. a big thing for us with the store. We're like one of our big things is like we never wanted to smell like a thrift store. Mm-hmm. So one of our things is like we we wash and cl- like stain treat like every item before that's it awesome. goes out like every item yeah. that's on the floor even though it's 30 40 years old like it's ready to wear it's clean it's i love it your store feel like you feel like you're buying a new piece of that's clothing. what that's what we try to do yeah it's like you've it's like the ultimate used clothing d- showcase because it's like again yeah there's no smell and you don't have to hunt we you know we keep it like a small selection we yeah. rotate our stock often it's you know you're not coming in having to dig through thousands and thousands of no. items we just make it you know we're taking the work out of it for people yeah. that's that's always been like our whole idea i love that so so you go to these so you source the clothes from many ways and then infinite ways dude if any way we can get the, it as, and i'm sure are you still finding new ways to to get clothes oh, always yeah yeah, there, yeah i mean there's literally there's literally infinite ways to get it man i mean mm-hmm. sometimes you can be driving down the street and just see like a shirt hanging on a on a fence you know it's like i pull over and i check it dude like yeah, I'm gonna, i don't you know? blame you man yeah it's, you can you can literally find this stuff like everywhere everywhere like it's, you're kind of benefiting from mass consumerism and like just in a way yeah in, in a way yeah. but you're also we're kind of we're kind of reversing, reversing the mass consumer it. consumerism. I think we're trying to, you know, fast fashion is so big, and we're trying to like slow it down a little bit. You know, I think there's a my big thing is like there's enough clothes in the world. Mm-hmm. We c- we could just stop producing clothes right now, and for the rest of like human history, we would have enough clothing on Earth to last us all. You know, yeah, like if there people was just like get rid of their Walmart's shit too soon. People doing vintage repurposing, like you are. Even I mean, if that people were, even if more people were just open to use clothing, <laughs> it's it's crazy. But there's a lot of people out there that just still will not touch used clothing. Yeah. Bef- you know, before doing <clears throat> our store, like my parents would never have worn used clothing, but now I got them. Like they'll they'll wear stuff used now. You know. Is I it think it's all about just opening people's eyes to it. Do you, do you, have you figured out why people won't wear used clothing? Is I think is the it? big thing is a lot of people see it as dirty, right? Okay. Like you see it like you're wearing this like this old t-shirt yeah. like someone else has worn it like it feels all gross at first you know but i'm like it, you know people will think that with a shirt but it's like you can wash it but yet you'll go you'll go into like a, a mall and just happily sit at the and eat your food off the table there and you'll, you'll use you a know, spoon like, at a yeah. restaurant that yeah you know like, thousand people put their mouth you're on not it. you're not thinking about that but you're worried about a t-shirt you yeah, know like it's that's true. yeah i think it's just mm-hmm. i think it's uh people just are, i don't know it's just like i feel like people just need to step back a little bit and you can clean stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like you can get an old couch and you can clean it up. You can get old carpet, clean it up. Like you can do and the you same with repurpose. your clothing, you know, I love that. You can just clean it. Especially because of how much like waste oh, we, dude, there is so nowadays. Much. There's like, so much. I don't I, think people even realize. I'm baffled. Like I work a little bit in like the automotive industry and I do some video production that way. And it baffles me how many new vehicles are purchased because I'm like, where do they, where are they going to park? Like, yeah, yeah. where are you going to put all these cars? Or where'd all these old ones go? Like, where'd this... Yeah, I'm out here. I'm yeah. like, I'll buy all the old ones. Yeah. Give me all the old we'll cars. Them, yeah. I'm going to need a compound just to have, like, a bunch of vintage cars that are now... <laughs> like, the, the cars that will be classified as vintage in the next that's 10 a, years. I'm excited dream. for that. I'm yeah. pumped for that. Because vintage 2010 cars are going to be freaking awesome. Some good ones. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot of ties, I guess, to sustainability, right? with oh, this yeah, industry time. yeah yeah is that something that you 
was that a kind of a motivation behind the store? hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Big time, big time. That was one of the biggest parts of it really. That's, you know, that's kind of why we were going to the thrifts to begin with. Like when I was, you know, when I started going to the thrifts, it was, I could always go and buy like a Stussy shirt new, Yeah. but I always thought it'd be really cool if I could find one that's like secondhand and that's like awesome. a lot cheaper. Yeah. So it's like it's win-win, you know. You're you're not creating like a new item, and you're saving some money at the same time. Exactly. So so given that, do you try to, assuming an item isn't like super rare, super hard to find, like how do you price these things? Oh, it's it's all over the place. That Is was the, that's one of the hardest thing to learn when you like first get into it. Okay. I mean, when we first opened the store, there was some stuff that we were selling way too high. And then there was some stuff that I look back and I'm like, we let go of this for stupid cheap. Yeah. Like you, you didn't know, right? Like, yeah. So but it's, is, is the value just how much someone's willing to pay or is the value based yeah, I on mean, what the shirt says, what's it made of? It's, it totally depends. Condition. These days it's, it's a lot easier with like eBay, right? Cause you okay. can go on eBay sold listing. So like most, most shirts oh, okay, that we gotcha. get, if we haven't like seen it before, you can just do a quick like eBay search. But mm-hmm. even then it's so tough. Like one of them could have sold for 40 and then another one could have sold for 300 bucks. I th- the way that we kind of do it is like we our our first thing that we've always kept in mind is like our own market. So we've always recognized like we're in Ottawa. Right. Ottawa's a little bit newer to this whole vintage secondhand mm-hmm. clothing scene. So we've always felt like we have to price our stuff a bit below what the market technically is. Right. So even if an item's going for like 80 bucks online, like we'll try to do it, you know, maybe at like 50, 60 bucks because, you know, mm-hmm. we just always try to do things under market. Yeah. Because Ottawa is still pretty new this. We're still trying to get like more people For you sure. know, open to businesses like this. It's it's cool because, I mean, even through this conversation, you're kind of opening up my eyes to why the hell haven't I purchased more vintage clothing. But I think it's because there's never really been a place. And not even vintage. It's like secondhand. Like secondhand, I'm, I'm into yeah. vintage, but I think like there's, even if you're into designer, even if you're in a brand new designer, every every item of that that has been sold is out there mm-hmm. and half of the people that bought it probably aren't wearing it now and it's back just like in the used market you know whether it ends up in a thrift whether it's on facebook marketplace ebay whatever it's like yeah it's it's out there you know it's out there okay, yeah, so whatever you made. want new old like it's it's out there so basically like yeah every single thing that's ever been made is still on the planet yeah exactly in some shape or form in some yeah unless it's like you know some stuff gets incarcerated or whatever but that's yeah. a whole different whole different thing yeah but um do you have any clothing items that have like a cool story or like that you've come across that were like super rare that you could tell me about yeah i think i i've always preferred like stories to rareness like, I think there's okay. some shirts that just are, like, rare, and it's, like, it's cool because it's rare, but I think I love when they have, like, a special, like, a more special story to right. them, you know, or, like, a lot more, like, character to them. Okay. Um, can you give like, me an example? Yeah. Dude, I got a good example back here. Let me... Yeah, you can, you can swing the mic out of the way. If it's, let me reach this guy. Okay, so it. this one's this one's kind of crazy. This one's got, like, a little story with it. No. I guess I can show it to the camera, too, if you're watching. Yeah, I'll show it this way. Let's flip it around the other so, way. So, yeah, yeah we got the side. back there. This is the front. Oh, this is the back. This is the back. Man, that's and then this awesome. guy's the front. So the crazy thing with this is that it's it's you can see how faded out it is. Like it's almost white at the top here, yeah. right? This would have been a black shirt. Seriously, this was a black T-shirt. Oh my goodness! How do you know? So like, you can kind of tell from the stitching underneath because the stitching is less like faded. You can tell it's like a lot more black. It's like grayish. So blue. this started as a black shirt, and this one's so cool because 
I mean, first of all, to me, like this, you can't recreate that. You no. know what I mean? Like that, like that, that fading fade. like that. You, you can can't. try, but you won't. So work. to me, like this, you know, Harley Davidson's not crazy rare or anything. You know, these were pretty mass produced shirts back in the day, but mm-hmm. you can't find another. You're not going to find this one like this. This, no. is, this is technically one of one, right? You know, it? you've got, got little. Eagle. What does it say down here? Milwaukee iron. Milwaukee iron. Oh my God. You know, and you got little like holes in it, little pit holes. You know, there's some little, uh. I think down here there's like some little like oil spray or something. So stuff like this is, it's not necessarily rare, but it's always cooler to me because this has such a story to it. So this one, sometimes you don't know those stories, but this one particularly, I do have the story with this because this came from the original owner. No so way. this was one of those buyout deals. We basically had someone um, hit us up uh, and he just said he had... He, had a, he didn't really specify anything. He just said he had a bunch of Harley Davidson shirts that he mm-hmm. used to collect and was just looking to like clear them out and asked if we were like interested and come by to look at them. Okay. So we're like, of course. Um, he was like outskirts of Ottawa. So we like, we had no idea what to expect. We're like, these could be new Harley Davidsons. Yeah. They, could be o- they could be old. There could be 10. There could be 100. Like we had, going into it, like we had no idea what to expect. So yeah. we just go out, pull up. And then, um, you know, he had like a decent oh. decent pile of maybe like, you know, 30 or so like Harley Davidson shirts. So we're chatting about them, like where he got them all and stuff. So um, basically this dude um, in like the mid eighties, he had this bad, <laughs> it's like, I feel bad telling this, telling this guy's story, but he had this bad breakup with his girlfriend yeah. and like lost his like house and like everything. Okay. All he had left was his Harley Davidson and like his backpack. No, like the actual bike. That's that's it. His bike and his backpack. Wow. So he just uh he basically just hopped on it and just said like, "You know what? I'm just going to take a couple years and just like road trip around Canada just like on my bike." Jeez. So this was the one that he started with. He started in Peterborough because that's that's where he was like at the time. Yeah. So he started in Peterborough and he said this was like the first shirt that he bought because mm-hmm. what he said he did is when he when he started doing that trip, every city that he would stop in Mm. that had a harley davidson dealership he would go in and buy a t-shirt okay so through this is i think he said he was on this trip from around like i mean he said he was on the road for quite a while like i think it was like around like 83 to like 86 87 something like that just kind of like just just travel around yeah just you know some some cities he'd stay for like a couple months or whatever and then some would be quick stops but he'd buy a t-shirt every city he went to this one was the first city so he said that every single day riding on his Harley, this is the t-shirt that he would wear. This one? Yeah. So this t-shirt has been across the country. Across the country. On and, a motorbike. And this is why it like, looks like this. Because even look at the... Because like riding on, in the sun, right? You like can see the shoulders are more faded than the bottom because of how he was, you know, when you sit hunched over on a bike, the top is more exposed to the sun than like your butt where it's like more tucked in. That's so it's literally so darker down cool. here than up here like this. This, that's what we're talking about, where old stuff has stories, because this literally has thousands of kilometers of Across stories. The country. Yeah. Did he dip into the States too? Do you know? I think, I think he, oh, I think he said he did like a couple States, but I think, yeah, I think it was mostly Canada, but it was crazy because this, when he first brought all the Harleys out, we we're like, oh, these are really cool. And then we were just kind of talking about like, there was one of them that had like a little hole and he's like, oh, sorry about that. And we're like, oh no, we don't mind. Like we love like the old, mm-hmm. like worn stuff. And he's like, like something like this. Yeah. He's like, oh, you guys like like the old worn stuff. 
He's like, one sec. He's like, I thought you guys wouldn't even want that stuff. So he comes down with even more of them. Yeah, he was like the, holding it back because he thought you like wouldn't this, buy it. This was upstairs because he thought this was just garbage because it was so faded. Like, and then he told this doesn't even fit me, but I can't sell it. Like, this is not my size, but I can't you sell it just because it's this is. I want like I want this up on a like framed in a wall. You That's know, like really this is cool. beautiful, man. I think it's a story too. It's a story. Like it's the story of the 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 dude who rode his motorbike we across prob- the country. The heartbroken man. We. Who rode across the country? <laughs> it's one way to deal with it, you know. To use I mean, their own, right? I mean, so that's so. So I, I imagine, like, obviously, there's an infinite amount of pieces with an infinite amount of stories, and a lot of them you don't get to know. This was you one don't. that we were just lucky enough to be buying this whole mm-hmm. collection from the original owner. It was about, I think, like fifty Harley Davidson shirts, give or take, and mm-hmm. then um, he also ended up pulling out some band shirts. So we got like a few, like I yeah. think like ten or so, like music tees as well. Mm-hmm. It was just fun, man, because like. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. You just have no, you, you go in there, like you literally have no idea what to expect. And mm-hmm. it's like so fun to just like dig through and see I love what you're going to end up with. I, I love that. And it's, even if you don't know the story, like I feel like you still can feel. You could probably tell from like looking if, at this. If you, know? you were to put yeah. this shirt on, you know, I feel like you would feel something. Uh, if you're, if you want to, I feel like you have to be open to the idea that this story is capable of inspiring. You gotta be, you gotta be open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. Open-minded. You're gonna be able to reach back there. I'm trying. Oh, Uh -oh. that's okay. Hold the edge of the hanger. Maybe Harley Davidson shirt. So, oh my God, it just keeps turning. Oh, Mike's fallen. You could just leave it on the couch. All right. right. My bad. No worries, dude. No worries. Um, so I mean, this to me seems like fragile, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> say I were to purchase a shirt like this in this condition, how do I care for, how would you care for it and make it last another 30 years, 50 years? I mean, the thing that I always tell people is like old quality just lasted so much better. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people do worry about like wearing the shirts and stuff, but like, man, this shirt's already been worn for 30 years. Like if it hasn't deteriorated it probably you know won't. like i think this one's from around 85 yeah like 1985 like that's that's coming up to being like 40 coming up to 40 years now yeah. this shirt like that's 40 yeah. and look at it it's still holding together it's you know like here. if it if it lasted that long I, mm-hmm. you'll be fine to wear it you know yeah and he would never know it. like he was just throwing on his shirt right on his bike yeah. <laughs> not knowing that his shirt would be on a podcast one day this is like a this is like an art piece to me, man. I love like, it. It's like would it's you literally you, so like, you want to frame it in like a. I've like kind of joked about doing that, but like it almost it actually like almost would be kind of sick. It'd be cool like, because then obviously people are gonna ask you why is that shirt in a frame? What is it about that shirt? And like, it seems like the story is cool. It's it's it because it inspires imagination. Because like as you're telling me that story, I'm imagining like this like like old like freaking like thunderstruck is playing. <laughs> yeah. And this guy's like just bah, 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 down the highway, mountains Smoke in the background. Smoke in his mouth. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. He's, he's probably wearing like not even a helmet. No, yeah, oh, yeah, no, of course not. And like, <laughs> uh, like, without even explicitly saying this, you're just telling me the story about the 80s and I'm just, I'm imagining. You just picture it, It's yeah. like, I imagine like that's part of the appeal of the vintage kind of culture and vintage uh, items because they, they do inspire a different type of, thought a different yeah, type of imagination yeah. and i think there's definitely um a big element of like individuality to it because mm-hmm. like to me I, I love stuff like this where it's got like a unique fade like has the stories but there's also just I, you know there's some that i have it's just like because i love this band or because mm-hmm. i love this like brand you know like yeah. there's different stuff where it's like that's what's so cool about it like there's literally something for everyone it's so individual like whether you're into tv music like sports like 
literally whatever if you're even if you're into cars like there's you know yeah. there's cool vintage car stuff like there's literally everything that you're into there's want, like something for everyone i want one of those like old retro like ski jackets oh yeah like, like the, the crazy colors the crazy like, colors yeah, yeah. like puffers and uh i just thought those are so cool i got you yeah i got you and like we get them old, often. old race jackets and i love the, yeah, the and old stuff like that one. yeah man i'm gonna have to get some vintage items because like i'm a i'm a firm kind of believer and i practice this like you and your thoughts are a product of your environment your physical environment it plays a huge role in how you think and how you create and how you operate and given that i like to take care of the things around me and like kind of curate it but also uh personalize it and i've yeah i've never been one to like do it with clothing per se like i'm starting to understand as i get older and i start to like appreciate clothing more i like old stuff it's cool yeah, and it's yeah. it's cool because you can say you're you're going on a on a video shoot or you're going to do something and you want a little extra boost like you kind of curate your outfit for that eh? like do you do that Oh man, like every, every day for me, like it's, it's so funny. Like I feel like what I wear can literally like dictate my day. It's, it's so funny, but for me, like putting on a good outfit, like if I don't, if I don't just start my day by feeling good with what I'm wearing, like it's, I don't know, that's it's, I'm going to have like a clouded mind. Like that's just a thing for me. Like I've always been so aware of like what I'm wearing that like, if I, yeah, if I don't like feel comfortable in what I'm wearing, like I'm just not going to be comfortable mentally you know yeah no i totally understand so i think like it yeah definitely like the environment is important yeah and i think like i I don't know it would depend on what i'm doing there's different kind of things i'll wear or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like if you know like i have a lot like outerwear is like something i'm big into like i love like you know thick like good quality outerwear if i'm going on like a hike or whatever you know okay like jackets yeah 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 that's cool so what's what is then the most challenging part of this process because i do view this this is certainly like a uh, this is a creative process yeah i guess we haven't even really you know we've kind of been we talking have, but i no, feel like we haven't touched necessarily like on the creativity it i i think we have in, in many ways but that's the, whole, the, thing, the whole thing really is so uh early on we had a podcast with francois mittens who's an exceptional photographer and he's just a he's a very creative individual and, and he said everyone is a creative or everyone has the it's potential true. to be a creative because yeah we're just we're we're blessed with minds that are able to come up with a unique solution for any problem like you can like a creative thought is not necessarily an artistic thought yeah yeah um, i think yeah a lot of people blend that where yeah. they think of creativity and their mind automatically goes to like yeah artists photographers but there's so much absolutely and there's that, so much more to creativity than yeah, just, man. just that that yeah. excites me because that opens up the possibilities of of the types of guests that can I'm not saying no one is ineligible for this podcast, but that opens up the the possibility for more people if they want to come on the show and express themselves and talk about how they've found creative solutions for a, for a a regular problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, And in your case, I see like you found a creative solution for, for like just you're repurposing old clothing. You're giving it new life and you're giving it a second chance. And Yeah, yeah, First of all, the environment says thank you for doing that. <laughs> Just doing doing my part. And know? second of all, it, it's it's reigniting a, an entire culture of fashion because this is fashion that was trending thirty years ago, and it's it's gonna it's have its back. second chance. This is renaissance of yep. this old shirt. Yep. 
and then who knows what's gonna what what that's gonna it's, do it's ever changing it's ever changing but it's also always individual like mm-hmm. you know a lot of the stuff I, that i like to wear isn't necessarily in style but that's like you know that's okay it's like that's, yeah style is very individual yeah, you know exactly it's uh and i think it's interesting what you're saying like with the uh, creativity because i think like business in a sense almost is creativity like yeah. you, you do have to be a creative-minded person to even like run a business i feel like because like yeah. you said salt like finding solutions creative solutions like mm-hmm. that's what business is you you always have to find solutions find ways to do things that's yeah you know it comes down to creativity it does but before like it took me a bit of time and it's still a work in progress to like build the confidence to do things that i had never seen anybody else do because yeah. i'm like I'm like can i do this is this allowed? Ottawa's always been a tough city for that. It's I always like, felt like we've had such, yeah. a, such a mold in this city, like a one size fits all kind of thing. And I think it's it only is. until recently that, you know, people like yourself mm-hmm. or myself have started stepping out of line a little bit and kind of find these new, yeah. these new things in a way, you know? Yeah. Not, well, not acting like we like reinvented the, the wheel no, or no. something, you know, but it's like, it's, but I, it's I just, feel like Ottawa was always a bit of a, you know, sleeper kind of city before you it, know like we is. didn't really have that culture right like i think i think we did have the culture it just it wasn't accessible it was on un- it was underground it was, it was underground, underground. Yeah. it was pockets of communities of groups and it wasn't necessarily you couldn't just go out and like find these yeah people. it would yeah. take years of meeting people and talking going and to the right places stumbling right along times. yeah like yeah. oh you know this oh this oh come check yeah. out this thing yeah. and then, so and then that's literally like this this whole platform of the creatives is it's it is a podcast on the forefront but it's also a community where there is a discord channel and there is like oh that's cool an instagram and it's the discord will be linked in the description but it's just basically i hope to grow a community where people can find like-minded individuals and then we can all kind of you know connect and and grow in that sense inspire each other i think that's the big thing exactly it's so funny. Every creative mm-hmm. is every creative, like minded person. You're always most influenced by like another creative. It's so funny. Like you get, absolutely. You get the most hyped up. Like you get the most energy just seeing like, yeah, you just feel so inspired by seeing someone else. You yeah, know? dude. And I hope that someone like someone who's pumped about old clothes or vintage stuff is seeing this and being like, yo, this dude, like you made a, you made a business, you and Cheyenne, you made a, you made a business. Does she share the same like level of passion oh yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah awesome. yeah i honestly i couldn't have uh i never could have done this if it wasn't like mm-hmm. with with her you know yeah that's cool man i've never been someone that's been good at like taking risks that's been my thing like i've always yeah. been too i get too comfortable mm-hmm. i get way too comfortable and i you know we're all uh we're all guilty of that like you get a little bit too comfortable with the routine absolutely i'm, I'm really bad for that and she definitely like really helps like push me and like she's a very um she's adventurous she's not, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say impulsive because that comes off like worse. Because she's, she's still, like, she thinks stuff through. You know, it's not like it's like she just takes a blind leap. Yeah. But it's like she's a like, you know, a lot more willing to take take risks. And I think like awesome. we honestly never even would have been like looking for a place to find a lease like if it wasn't like her. Like she'll, yeah. she'll really like if she gets her mind on something like she'll do it. You know, I love that because yeah. it just goes to show like nothing nothing's out of reach if you want to make it happen oh exactly and, and that, that's why we did this together is because it all came it all came together like mm-hmm. when we were together like we were literally getting into the thrifting and the selling of the stuff like together yeah that's cool it's like the store is like your child yeah, yeah. you've birthed this, this really <laughs> awesome shop why bad dog what does that name even <laughs> yeah. mean i was just i wanted to circle back there what yeah is, yeah um 
Okay, so it's kind of funny. There's like kind of like a there's there's sort of like a hidden meaning to it, but I mean, is it a secret? No, no, no. Okay, no. I'll okay. talk about because basically, like the, the like the first thing is like we always wanted a name that didn't necessarily tie us to, like what we're doing. Yeah, because like you know, there's so many like all these different businesses. Like you'll find people try to stick to these names that are so like to the business. Yeah, we wanted like to do Luke one. And Cheyenne's vintage clothing store. Very yeah, specific. like literally putting vintage or clothing like in the name. We wanted to do something where it's like it's just this cool name like yeah. if we'd wanted to do any other project or any other business that's connected to ours like we could under this under this name we wanted a name that was like a one size fits all because then it becomes a brand rather than exactly a, it's, it's not like yeah it's not like clothing store it's just it's now a, it's a brand it's like it, and it's it's uh recognizable on its own you know mm -hmm. so even if we wanted to do something that was completely unrelated to the clothing people would still recognize the bad dog and still know that's us that that's was like cool. that was the first thing like Okay. We're just like, man, this name just, it just sounds cool. Bad you know, dog. like that was, it was like funny. Cause that's kind of, we were just thinking like, we wanted something that was just catchy, cool, like short and quick. So like that just kind of came. Cause like I had my, um, I had just gotten my like puppy Luna at the time <laughs> and she was Luna's like, Luna's her name. Her my name's cat's Luna. Name is Luna. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a cute crazy. name. Yeah. Cause yeah, she was, yeah, she was just my she little puppy dog. at the time. And she, yeah, she was like a little, she was a Tear little mischievous as a puppy. So yeah, the name kind of was a little inspired by her in a way. And that's yeah. kind of why we like. Why she's like on our logo? Like mm. it's it's actually her. Oh, that's, that's actually yeah, your that's dog. Actually, yeah, that's actually. Oh, my I thought dog. that was just like a yeah. like a generic. No, like it's actually PNG of a dog. It's actually like my dog as a puppy. We had her face like cartoonized, and yeah, so she she became like the logo. Um, so that was kind of where the name first came from, and then there is like a little bit of like the hidden meaning with it, which mm -hmm. is we kind of always say like bad dog, right? Like if you're a dog person, there's no such thing as a bad dog. Cause if you're a dog person, like a dog's a dog, like yeah. a dog is a good dog. They might just have some behavioral issues and then, you know, yeah. but like, it's a, it's a good dog. It's a bad owner, not a bad dog. Exactly. Yeah. And we're like, we're like, yo, that's like old clothing. Old clothing is like the bad dog. Cause like, if you're not like to most people on the street, I walk by wearing this like faded shirt and they're like, this kid just looks like yeah. What the hell are you wearing, dude? You know, yeah. like it, you look ridiculous, you know? So it's like, there's like, you kind of have people that look at it like that. But if you're into this stuff, then you're like, you know, someone could walk past you and be like, dude, that is the sickest shirt I've ever seen. And it's so yeah. funny because it's like, that's the, you know, that's the bad dog. That's the, of like the, you know, the clothing world. I love it. Cause yeah, no, no item is a bad item technically. No, exactly. It's, it's there's, you know, every, there's a place that, you know, place for it in mm -hmm. someone's life. You know, there's someone yeah. that could be into this, you know, I don't like, I like wear to my shirts. I don't, you know, like some, a lot of people don't mm -hmm. like the wear, but you know, to each their own. And that's the cool thing with it. Like, it's literally some people look at that, like the shitty old torn up shirt. But like, to me, I'm like, that's, that's art. This is one of one, yeah. you know, like, I guess it depends where you it's engaged with, with people. And like, are you in, yeah. are you in a suit and tie corporate world where or ev everyone around you is wearing yeah. kind of, you know, you might get some looks. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> you walk into a government building. Yeah. But I, could, I would argue like, what if you were to get an old suit? Like, yeah, that's true. Cause that's I true. feel how many suits get purchased and worn once and sit in a closet for a ridiculous amount. I feel like probably. that's like one of a, like dress clothes might be the most popular Su thing. Suits are something that I feel like you should never buy new. Like you no. can go to a thrift store and there's a whole aisle of like, beautiful suits like quality Brand brands suits, you know too, like, yeah. you, like you'll find like holt renfrew and like nice oh, wow. like nice stuff you know that's if you awesome. just look yeah that's really cool so that's kind of where the yeah I it's like that. a funny little like hidden it's thing a cool with the story name, but yeah, yeah yeah we just yeah we just wanted something that could like fit fit anything we didn't want to get ourselves too stuck this was also like 
we, you know, we were going into the business a bit more blindly then. Like we, you know, we really didn't know if it was going to be something that would last at the time. So and you also, didn't think you'd be where you are now, right? No, when I didn't. Started? When we started, I didn't even think we would have been able to move like this soon. Like as soon as we did, like we actually, we, when we first got our lease, we had done a three year lease. And I thought that was even like, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to be like re-signing. But like we ended up er- ending the lease like early. So it's crazy. So how many years into Bad Dog? So September 2019, we technically opened. Okay. So by this September, we'd be hitting our, like, what would that be like? Yeah, the The fourth year? Fourth anniversary. That's cool. Yeah, and then we yeah we just got moved into the the beautiful new location. What's the address just at, that uh, in January six one seven Bank Street six one six one seven yeah just a block cool. from Top of the World. A lot of people know Top of the World, so I'll yeah. always drop that as like a. It's like right by uh, the highway too. It's like not right by the highway, but it's kind of down Bank Street. It's like yeah, like a block or two from yeah. the highway. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. What it's Bank and what's the street that corners it? Strathcona. Strathcona, I think. Anyway, just search bad dog. You'll yeah, find it. Find it's us. hard to miss. Um, our old location wasn't. Our old location was easy to miss. Easy to miss? Easy to miss. Yeah. Yeah. That's why That's why we moved. It was like a little like, it was, it was you know, it was, I'll always say it was something to start. Like I never beat myself, like we'll never beat ourselves up over no. that location because it's like we took what we could get at the time. And at the end of the day, like we had a Bank Street address, which was sick. Like, it worked. It got we were like here. a block from Lansdowne, which was cool. But like you just could not find us. Like we yeah. were such a like you know, such a little needle in the haystack there. Cause you it was know? Like, like a building these. with like a couple businesses and you were down a hallway. You went up like two steps in this little doorway. You went in like that door. Then you went down the hall kind of to the left and then straight. And then we were in a door to the right. Like it's, it was not, it yeah. was not convenient, but it worked. Clearly. It worked. It was something. Yeah. yeah. It clearly it was, worked. You know, and it and got we, you to, it was like that stepping stone that got you down to 617 bank street. Yeah. Yeah. which is nice actually like yeah. actual street front we got our own doorway now we mm-hmm. don't share it that's we have our own um you know our whole back area is like our own now that was yeah. that was another big part of like the move at our old place like we we um the building that we were in we were renting from like the bar yeah so we didn't have our own bathrooms our own bathrooms were shared with the bar so like even stuff like that was such a big part of the move because it's like yeah, you can imagine what's sure. like sharing a bathroom with yeah. bar customers. Like yeah, especially pick, when you're trying to you know, be like trying a, to, trying like to a work nice, a, pleasant uh, shopping experience. And you're trying to just work on a Friday night and you go into the bathroom and you're like <laughs> stepping on it. Like there's just drunks in there and you're like stepping in God knows what. Like questionable yeah, fluids. Yeah. Someone's wearing a shirt in that bar that's gonna end up in a vintage clothing store. Maybe. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to buy it off them. Like, <laughs> Dude, give me a shirt right now. I'll buy you. I'll buy you a beer. That's so funny. No, so, so there, there's a lot that like pushed the move, but we uh, growth. Growth was the big one. Absolutely, progress over perfection is. I, I like to kind of live by that. Like, I, I I try not to put so much emphasis on like, am I doing this perfect? It's like just do it, learn from it, yeah, grow from yeah. it. At the end of the day, keep you're going. never going to do anything perfect. That's the point, right? You keep you keep doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You only get better every time. Like there's so many people that won't within creativity. There's so many people that give up so early. Like they're like, oh, I'm not as good at like taking pictures as I want to be. Like I'm not as good at drawing as mm-hmm. I want to be. It's like just keep doing it. You'll get there. You just got to keep doing it. Absolutely. I think the issue with that, and it's it's something that I'm working on, is is uh, perception of time is very yeah. skewed, and I think. Myself, I speak for myself here, but I, I feel like other people could relate to this is our perception of time and how fast things actually materialize and how things actually happen 
is skewed because we think everything just happens like right away. But sometimes things take years. Because we see it on the internet. So we think, like, oh, they posted this today. So this must have all just happened today. But like, you, yeah, you got to look, you, you got to look at the behind the scenes. Like you said, this yeah. probably was like a year or whatever went Absolutely. into this. And I'm, I'm learning that firsthand, like with my video production business that I have, I'm now going into year three of operating like officially and, and I'm like, things just start clicking and making sense. And I'm like, ah, like that makes sense. Or, oh, I'm finally getting a result that like, you know, I was like, how yeah, the heck can I yeah. do this? But it, it just takes time. It just takes like laying a foundation and like yep. every single thing that you do has an impact that you may not realize yeah. for years. It's some, sometimes not even until you look back. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure I'm, you know, as a creative in that sense, like I'm sure sometimes like you think like, oh, but, you know, maybe I haven't progressed as much as I thought, but it's when you do that, like scroll back, like you yeah. look back at some of your old stuff, you're like, man, you know, like, yeah. that's like, you know, like I feel like a lot of creatives are like that. Like you'd really have to look back to actually see the progress yeah. that you've made. Like comparing to where you started rather than comparing yeah. Yeah. to the comparison is the killer of everything. It is the killer of motivation. It is the killer of inspiration. And cause like, it's just, you don't see what other people put in to get a result. You just it's, see the result. Yeah. And we're see, we're seeing too much of it now. Like I feel like it's, it's so instant to see anything now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're, you, yeah, you're, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people expect too much from themselves. Yeah. And then do, do less because they, I don't know. They, they're pushing yourself too much. You just got to be easy on yourself. You yeah. Know? You got to like, like you expect be so too hard much on yourself. Yeah. yeah. You expect too much and you don't meet yeah. those expectations. And then that leads to you being disappointed, which then leads to lack of yeah. motivation. You beat yourself up over a mistake and then you end up like doing shitty work for the next month because you've been beating yourself up so much. Had you just mm-hmm. gotten past that mistake? Look, I made a mistake. It's okay. Move on the next day. You would have been right back in your groove by the next day. I think people like, People are too hard on themselves. People mm-hmm. like, like you said, compare way too much. It's hard not to compare when the, the digital space is so like oh, it's prominent. Infinite. It's infinite. And too. it's prominent. And it's, it's, it's the forefront of communication. It yep. is the forefront of expression. Yep. And as the forefront of business in I a do, lot of oh, ways. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, so, I don't think our shop would be where it's at now if it wasn't for having the Instagram. Like, yeah. Literally. Which is amazing in itself and i it's a I free love, tool it's sick yeah. i love i love the digital space and i've always explored it and tried to find new ways to to reach people and benefit from it but it's it's a, you got to be a bit careful and balance like consuming with creating yeah, yeah. I, th- I think if you're gonna consume on a platform and you're gonna consume content you should balance it with a little bit of creating a little bit just so that you can better understand your consumption because I yeah, feel like if yeah. if you're out here and you're like you're always looking at what other people have made and it's it's hours a day every day then it's like but but then you go on and you make a video then you realize like this is all kind of a facade it's just an act yeah like, yeah everything you, people are just acting a certain way to yeah. create a piece of content not necessarily a bad way but it they are putting on a bit of a show because yeah. it has to be yeah oh yeah so. there's also a huge difference between like mindless consuming versus mm-hmm. mindful consuming because i think okay. like the social media now is very much like mindless consuming like yeah we're watching a lot of shit that has no benefit to us Absolutely. like you're just endless scroll and you realize like holy shit i just like wasted an hour of like what the hell did i like i didn't even gain anything from that you know it's like i've been trying to get in that mindset because i think we all hit that a little bit with like the lockdown for and sure stuff. like we we're all just kind of like stuck at home like you just all got stuck in that like 
you know endless scrolling yeah. you're just like watching whatever and i've been trying to like really flip my mind recently of like if i'm watching something is this beneficial to me or not because yeah. i think that's that's the big thing like consuming stuff is great if it's going to have a benefit to you absolutely and sometimes it's good have a little break watch some like watch yeah. whatever junky content you want but yeah, i think like, like the endless scrolling like of just mindless content like yeah it's pointless you Better know put a stop to it because that's the great thing with social media there's so many other creatives on there so much stuff that you can get inspiration from but you you have to consume that yeah but even that in itself is a slippery slope because yeah yeah as as a creative in any form whatever sort of creativity you're passionate about like i feel like if you just look and look and look and look and look then you it's hard to bring yourself to do it yeah because yeah you're like, i'm true. never gonna do it like this my videos aren't yeah. gonna look like this this guy just did some crazy stuff or this girl just made this crazy whatever like and then you you just get discouraged so it's uh but maybe that even comes down to mindless versus mindful because maybe you're being too like you're you're taking that too you know too much like, yeah i don't know i don't it's, know uh, it's, a, it's it's a deep it's a conversation that needs to be had because it's not a joke like it's it's a it's a serious thing that i think is killing our it, like the fire inside of people oh yeah because like this I, is this is like this could get into like a whole crazy convo like absolutely this, this, this like this is the next like this is mental the, health like problem you know yeah. like it's it's kind of scary it's kind of it scary and I, and I, I hope that you know as a collective of humankind we can understand it but i don't, I don't even want to get too deep into it no no this this is what we're here for right yeah, <laughs> we're, here. we're positive <laughs> and, and if you're listening to this you're using one of these platforms so thank you honestly if you're listening to this thank you yeah, i yeah, really you... appreciate you and i hope this content brings you value and if you have any suggestions or questions you'd like us to ask future guests just let us know in the comments let us know on spotify there's like a q a section or a poll section so just in the Spotify episode, you can kind of go in and like actually write stuff. If you're listening on Apple, you can't, but you can just always email us at the, the creatives. If you just have some input for the show, uh, we'd love to hear it. So, um, without going too deep into, into social media, just, <laughs> okay, yeah, like you said, mindful consumption is, yeah. is the goal here. And I think that's very important just to be mindful and just be aware of, you know, you're doing it and look at your screen time stats. And yep. if, <laughs> if you're scared to look at your screen time stats, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Eight hours a day on TikTok. No, not good. Um, but then that's the thing. Like social media no. is, it can be such a powerful tool. Like, like Absolutely. I was saying with our, with our business, like I don't even think it would be at where it's at if it wasn't for like the free advertising of Instagram. We've never yeah. like, I mean, we paid for some ads on Instagram, but like realistically, like we barely spent anything just to like run our Instagram. And it's like, that's, it's sick. It's such a like powerful like tool. And I think if you use it right, there's a lot that you can gain from it. And I think like that's all our, like our thing with like our feed, it's always just been like, I don't know. We just enjoy presenting the stuff. We're just, I'm just trying to take like some cool photos and just show like our stuff, like bring attention to items that like I think are cool. Like we, we don't post everything that goes in store, obviously. Like, it'd be way too many items, but yeah. we just like to highlight just some stuff that, like, we, you we put really, collections together, really like. which I like. Yeah, yeah, I like, like I like doing that. Fall collection or like a. I like, we like doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I like putting together little collections of stuff. It's, uh, it's fun. It's I love fun. that. Do you, based on, like, the season and stuff. So. Yeah, based on the season or, like, based on a certain style or, uh, yeah, yeah. Just try to put together little, little things like that. That's awesome, man. So, Luke, what do you, uh, how do you see this whole vintage industry evolving then? Like as, as we, you know, time goes on and 
our city of Ottawa is growing like insane at an insane rate. There's like like so much development, both like you know physically with buildings and you know businesses growing. So like how we do got you, over a million people in Ottawa now, which is kind of crazy. It's cra- to and think if you about. look at Ottawa and you look at the city skyline, um, the amount of cranes that are <laughs> yeah. are visible. Yeah. Every crane is a new building, which and every new building is taller than the last. And every yeah, built. every yeah. new building ha- is going to house maybe a thousand people. And I think they have to make buildings. Every apartment building has to have stores at the bottom of it now. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is going to make which uh, is cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool so the city's cool growing. So not necessarily just an auto, but how do you see the industry of vintage evolving, and how do you oh, want man. to grow with it? Man, I think like. I think it's already changing so much. Like even in the past couple of years, we've watched like uh, quite a lot change with it. Um, I mean, one of the big things that happened is during like COVID, there was a lot of like on like online auctions start going on. Cause obviously no one could sell physically. Yeah. And like with people getting like the, you know, in the States, everyone was getting their, like the little, uh, the checks or whatever. I forgot what they, the, the, like the, the stimmy or whatever in the states you know like we stimmy, got, we like got the our serb yeah we got the serb a lot of people just it was like money that it wasn't even theirs so a yeah. lot of people were just like buying stuff for like way more than they needed to so like we we're <laughs> in the vintage world we we're seeing like a lot of live auctions going on where like shirts started like a shirt that used to be worth like 50 bucks like would be going for like some of these you're seeing for going for like three thousand dollars on auctions. And it's stuff. like similar how like cars and houses went yeah, up crazy and crazy. Yeah, had money to. So that's I think burn. that's like the weird thing that's going on with the vintage community right now is like it's it's gotten a lot bigger than like when we first opened the store. Like it's it's a lot bigger like everywhere and like especially in Ottawa because I think like we you know we there was barely a scene for it then. I think now it's like it's pretty big in Ottawa. Yeah. But we're seeing it change in a way like the prices are definitely changing like they're going up. We're really trying as a store to like still keep our prices like we like to have everything fair yeah. like we still try to do everything like not as crazy as the online market but mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that's going to get tough with the store like finding this stuff is going to get harder because now rare. more people are more people are for looking it. for it and there's just you know every year that goes on there's less and less of it you know interesting um so i think you know there's going to be challenges for sure but then the cool thing is that every year a new item also becomes vintage so i think one of the big things that we'll see is we'll probably see a lot more I mean, we already are seeing like a lot more like Y2K fashion become popular again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with like men's stuff and women's stuff, like with guys stuff, we're seeing a lot of like the Ed Hardy kind of style comeback. Like I, I was saying that. before, like the Roka wear, like the big jeans, yeah, um, like Echo stuff. And then for girls, like you're seeing things like Uggs are coming back and really? like the like, old, like the yoga pants, like, you know, no like way. there's, yeah, yeah. It's like, like early because yoga pants are like fairly new yeah that was like the like late like almost 2010 kind of era i feel like and it's like Mm. it's yeah it's funny because you're seeing like a lot of y2k is almost coming back around and then i I think that's the cool thing with like this world is every year something new does become vintage so styles always changing and what people are into always change but that's awesome dude i think there's you know there's always going to be clothes out there that people will want I love it. I, lo- I love that optimism. Like every year, something, yeah, yeah. A, a whole year's worth of clothing, which is a lot of clothing. Like how much clothes, clothes are manufactured in a year? Probably like scary more than we're comfortable with admitting. Like and if you were to like put them all in one place. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I f- it's almost funny. Like, well, it's not funny, but like a lot of people point fingers at like cars, like they're the big yeah. problem. But like, like I'm an environmentalist, but like I'm a realistic environmentalist and that, yeah. that's why clothing is such a big focus for me. Cause I'm like mm-hmm. buying new clothing is like being way worse for the environment than like driving your car to really? work. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. You know, people could yeah. come at me, whatever, but it's like, 
you know, the amount of water and like CO2 that's created just to produce a pair of jeans when you could just buy a pair of jeans that like already exists, you know? Interesting. I guess yeah, so. I don't know. I think I, I just don't really associate like when you buy a piece of clothing and you're getting it in its final form on the shelf, folded nicely, whatever, you're not associating that whole production process. With like it. making a pair of jeans takes like like thousands of gallons of water to make one pair of jeans. How does it, well, I don't even know. The it's product. something with like the, the, the jeans, spinning of like the cotton and stuff, you know, how oh, they have to make they, like, it make all it. and everything. And then, Jeez. I mean, yeah. And then manufacturers, obviously, you know, if they're making them overseas, then they have to ship this overseas and okay. then it has to get to the store that you're buying it from. Like if you're buying a new item, there's a lot more mm-hmm. like, like new clothing. I think statistic wise, I think clothes, like new clothing production is about like 20% of like the world's CO2 emissions. That's insane. Like just clothing. That's like you almost know? a so, quarter of the yeah. world. That's a, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So these are statistics that I feel like a lot of people don't even don't they, even realize. You know, like they don't really. Yeah, because fast fashion is literally what's killing the earth. You know, I feel like a lot of people point fingers at the wrong problems. There's there's tons of problems. There's tons of mm-hmm. environmental problems. I think it's just like we kind of need to look at like what we should actually be doing first. Because it starts with what you can do personally. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's kind of unrealistic to expect to have all of us not driving cars yeah. in like, what is like seven years time? It's supposed to be like 2030 or whatever, what right? F- non-electric like, cars? Yeah. Oh, like everyone, yeah, they're only going to be selling electric cars. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, you know, we don't, we can't even rely on them right now. But it's like, I'm like, there's like realistically, like you, you can't just sell your car today and make that change in your life, mm-hmm. but you can stop buying new clothes today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm just, I don't know. I try to be realistic with like what you can actually do as a person. I like that. I think environment, environmentally, it's like we, I think that's like a big stress with people. Like they worry so much, like what they're doing environmentally. And I think they're almost like missing the simple things that you actually could be and doing. And it's like every single person wears clothes every single day. And it's, it's so, I guess that's, I, I, think I never even, you, you just allowed me to understand it from that perspective, from that like, kind of sustainability viewpoint where like I'm out here when I need a piece of clothing, I'm going to, I'm going to the store, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I, yeah. I need a t-shirt. Oh, I'm going to go to the store and buy it. But like, I mean, and I'm going to think twice now. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to see what you have in your shop. You, s- you save money with it too. That's the you other thing. Like not are you only help- Yeah, exactly. Like, You're literally saving money. I mean, obviously there's going to be items like, you know, it's not like, there's certain t-shirts yeah. if they're rare, they're going to be worth more. But if you're just looking for like, you know, like going in, like, let's say a new Carhartt jacket, like mm-hmm. we sell Carhartt jackets for around like, you know, 60, $80 sort of range, depending on like what yeah. they are sometimes like up to a hundred, if it's like a really nice one. Um, but like you go into a store, those are what, like 200 something. I mean, that's new on jacket, par with you know? what a yeah. jacket yeah. costs. Yeah. So it's like, you, you know, you're saving, you're saving money mm-hmm. and you're not having to have this new item produced i love it and I, I you know another statistic i heard around uh christmas time someone brought up that was just saying if everyone wore like a secondhand outfit on christmas day it would have been like if every every person on earth wore a secondhand outfit christmas day it would have been the equivalent to taking a uh like a whole year of cars off the road Jesus. worldwide that's one day one day just 365 just, days just wearing old clothes oh my god so that being said what advice do you have for people to you know start making this effort and this like change. environmentally or like clothing wise just just in general? in general like what advice can you maybe give to people who are you you know or don't even know about this or you want to um, start wearing vintage clothing but they're like ah mate i don't want to look like a bum or whatever yeah like, yeah i mean in in general the first thing 
because uh, I guess, yeah, I guess if we're, I don't know, if we're wanting to talk about like environmentally in general, mm-hmm. I would say one of the first things is just make yourself aware. Like whatever you're doing, make yourself aware of the impact that you're having from that, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think that's like a big thing, you know, like, do you need, yeah. to, do you need to get that bottle of water at the gas station? You know, no. it's like, just think, think about like those little things that you do. I hate I th- bottled water, so, yeah. like plastic bottles. That's, and that's, that's going to be my night. Like one of the first big things you can do is just get a reusable bottle. If yeah. you don't have that, that's like one of the biggest changes you can do. And then to get any used clothing, I mean, I think, it, it, you know, style, I feel like is already there for a lot of people. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people already know the kind of things that they're into. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously like thrifting is a great start. Like you can go and you could, you know, there's, there's good stuff in the thrifts. Um, you know, I, it's not, ne- not necessarily everyone's thing to go and dig through like a bunch of old dirty mm-hmm. clothes. Like that's why, you know, we try to bring a different experience. But that's why your store exists. Exactly. But people don't have to dig. Yeah. But you can still find good stuff in the, in the thrifts, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, I think that'd be like, if, if people want to get into it, that's the best way is just like literally start going to places that have this used stuff. Like yeah. if anyone watching this wants to come in and just like chat and just like, I don't know, help, help you find your style or whatever. I like I'm, that. I'm happy to like chat to people. Like I love, I love giving advice to people in store. Like if mm-hmm. someone, you know, some people are trying stuff on, I love giving feedback on like how it looks and stuff like that. Like, I love that, man. I think it's, I think everyone already has their individual style, but I think we all have like new styles out there that we can discover. And it's like, we're not in high school anymore. No one's going to judge you for what you're wearing. Don't be scared to wear stuff, yeah. you know, like we're just wear whatever the hell you like, man. Yeah. It's like, if, it, if it speaks to you and you're drawn to that item, just wear it. Just wear whatever makes you happy, man. I yeah. love that, dude. Yeah. That, that's an excellent way to kind of close this podcast off this episode it's been really awesome to speak to you luke it's been a pleasure to be on here man before we like close it off can you just quickly you know go through some of the stuff behind us here yeah like a little little mix that we got i guess we kind of got the one that we did yeah so we got Um, the harley davidson tea if you you can swing the mic uh, around the other way if it's in the way well the first one we got here is actually a bad dog sweater so this one funny enough is secondhand so I love that. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we wanted to make some merch, but we couldn't bring ourselves, you know, knowing us, we can't bring ourselves to just make some, manufacture some new clothes. So we got some old, like 90s blanks and then just printed our own logo on that. them. So it's like new old, you've, you've modified new old, an old, exactly. old shirt. That's amazing. Um, and then like the next couple that we got are like a couple auto items. So these are interesting because this is actually the, this is like pre-Sens existing. Seriously. So at the start of the 90s, when they were talking about bringing the Sens back to Ottawa, this is the logo that they pitched. With the Parliament with on the it. With the Parliament logo. It's no like, it's, way. like cool, it's cooler. Like, I wish they went for that one. Yeah. So they made some merch to, like, promote it before, like, because, you know, they needed the public support to actually bring back the Senators. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, you know, they, so cool. they had to know people were going to come to these games. Yeah. So I got a couple, you know, I got a jersey and a t-shirt. That's an Ottawa Sens shirt. Sens logo. Yeah. That's so freaking. If With if you're listening, by the way, the Ottawa Senators is our like hockey That's our team. City. I thought it's it was our, you know, rele- a, relevant to us. Absolutely. That's no, relevant. no one else cares. No one else. The cares. Senators are back. I mean, I'm personally not a big hockey fan, but I still find that really freaking cool. That is an awesome Another shirt. Another Ottawa. Is that one. Ottawa Lynx like the baseball Ottawa team? Lynx. Yeah. So this is from the inaugural Dude, that's game. A dope this, shirt. That's one of my. Whoever favorites. designed that, someone I took know. a lot of time to design that. That's a beautiful graphic. Yes. Yeah, so. It looks like a good quality T-shirt. Yeah, it's oh, from it's 1993. That's older great than me. Quality man, they don't make them like they used to. Made in Canada. What clothing do you see made in Canada anymore? None. I mean, 
Really? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, don't like, know. literally like none. So, yeah. So I, this is from their, like, their first game, their inaugural okay. game. So this only would have been sold at the, or probably given away at the very first So you game. would have had to be at the stadium. You would have had to be there to get it. You, yeah. you would have had to purchase a ticket to the first baseball yeah. game. I'm assuming they probably just gave them out to people. But like, still, you would have had to be thing. at the game. Yeah, you would have had to be there to get that. So I, that's pretty special because that team obviously has existed sell that one? for years. That one's not for sale? No, that one's from my personal collection. Like, yeah. Are all these personal collection? Some are personal. Some are kind of like they're not mine that I wear, but they kind of belong to the store, but aren't necessarily okay. for sale right now. But um, I mean, you probably have equal amount of other things that are equally as cool as oh, these, yeah, right? Yeah, that you yeah. don't keep in your personal And like collection. you talked about, we like putting together certain collections. So mm -hmm. sometimes stuff doesn't go out right away just because we're working on putting together a collection. Because I'd oh, rather okay. highlight items together rather than, you know, just putting them out where they're just going to go in, yep. mixed in with the rest of the racks. Love that, man. So, you know, we got some Ottawa kind of stuff on here. Uh, this one's kind of cool because it's like a 92 Lollapalooza nice that's like a music festival right yeah it's all, it was almost like the coachella of its days kind of yeah. is how i think of it like this was like the second year of it and again like, you would have had to be at the you festival you would have had to be there and dude just look at this lineup red hot chili peppers ministry ice cube sound garden the jesus and mary chain pearl jam lush i i mean i know ice cube i know red hot chili peppers i know pearl jam I don't know what the other ones are. But, but that's like the main ones. You still. Know? Like that, what festival would you go to now that has a lineup like that? Nothing. Ice, Ice Cube and Red Hat. And Red Hat. Like what? what a, they even got this actual like logo too of Ice Cube. Like, no, it's so good. It's so good. That's an excellent shirt. So 1992. That's, yeah, that's from my uh, my personal collection. So that was the second year of Lollapalooza. The first year yeah. they did it was 91. I can see so. that one's been a bit repaired. Was it, yeah. a, did it have a big hole in it? Yeah, not repaired by me. I actually got it like that. But okay. I kind of I kind of like it. Definitely, you know, some stories to tell story. about that. Exactly. I can see exactly. there's holes in some of these. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, this one is my uh, probably one of my favorites in my collection. Just because that just makes me feel some type of way when I see that. I don't even like the sun. The sun. I know. It's With the, the zodiac, are those? No, that's a clock. It's like a sundial kind of. It's a sundial yeah. around in Roman numerals. There's so, a lot going on. I'm pretty sure those are zodiac signs all around in the inside of it. Maybe. It's pretty. Either yeah, way, it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And there's like a Teletubbies looking sun in the middle. So I I love Pink Floyd. Like I grew up listening, listening to, to a lot music. of Pink Floyd, like yeah. from my dad. So like That's this awesome. this is also cool because it was one of when we first opened the store. This was one of like the first shirts that we bought that like I kept. Okay. Like from people coming in to sell. Like this was one of the yeah. first ones. Like it was the first. I think it was two weeks in. Yeah. I like bought this one off of someone in store, so I just like kept it since then because. Mm -hmm. It's kind of special. It's kind of like memories to the to the early days, eh? Yeah, it's from the '94 wow, Pink Floyd dude, tour. These are all older than me. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, Pink so that's Floyd. like that's just yeah. That's one. Of Do my you wear that one? Yeah, Do I wear, wear that one a lot. Okay, I wear that one a lot. It's one. Of, yeah, one of my favorites. I just love like the sun fade on it. I mean, like, it's, the a, it's a cool looking T-shirt, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's genuinely a nice like graphics aside, story aside. It's actually a nice looking T-shirt. Like I like the thick yeah. collar. I like the the, the quality, design, the, like quality really nice the color of it yeah. it's awesome man and just nicely worn in yeah no that's sick um you know we're both car guys this yeah. is obviously a cool this one us some, one. you know some old mercedes-benz that is amazing old mercedes-benz m class it's an ml precursor predecessor to the uh i believe the gle of today and then you got the Jurassic Park sleeve hit. Did they actually put that car in the movie? Was that yeah? That was the, the one that was in it. Mercedes like sponsored because the I think the the first one was like the Jeeps or whatever. M class. I think right like the red and yellow like the little Jeeps they had in the first one. Dude, this thing is sick. That is so cool. It's, it's like a full apocalypse. Like, and then I love how the front is just clean. Just like Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Benz. I mean, you know, Mercedes Benz made the first vehicle ever. Like, really? They made the first motor vehicle on the planet. 
Uh, apparently, that's it's. It was obviously very. The simple. history of Mercedes Benz is crazy. How it's far back nuts. it goes. It's such a. It's and such they're such still doing brand. it right. Like it's they're like the, they're like. There's not many new car companies that excite no. me, but. Merce- new Mercedes Benzes still excite me. They're, They're cool, yeah. man. They're going on. Uh, this is their 55th anniversary year for AMG. Wow. So wow, 55. for AMG, and I'm pretty. I think the brand is maybe 65 years. AMG came shortly after it, but uh, that's a really dope shirt. Yes, that's a cool one. That's Mercedes cool Benz. And then are the other items there of any particular significance? Yeah, like there's a couple. Like this is like MC Escher. I feel like everyone's. Okay. Everyone knows his artwork, like the really trippy, like illusion yeah. sort of stuff. Okay. So this is just like a long sleeve that has like his. It looks like it's in great art shape. Art all over it. Yeah. So this is from 1991. Wow. I mean, that's just interesting because it's it's so funny because like that's there's a really nice shirt. You know, there's shirts like this that are art in the way that they're worn, and then there's some shirts that are like literally art. Like that's like that's actually art on yeah, a shirt. That's you know? really cool. I'm looking at all like the little designs on it. Wow. I like that. What's that? If I can reach it. You should pull the rack closer to you if it helps. Okay, this one's interesting. So, like, early 90s Nike, just, like, cool in general. But have you heard of, uh, you know, Spike Lee, right? I've heard the name. I actually don't know exactly what he does. He kind of, you know, worked with, like, Jordan, like, Nike a lot back in the day. He's, like, he's a film producer, though. Yeah. So, he's, yeah, he's, like, behind, like, you know, like, Black Klansman. Yeah. That was, like, a Spike Lee joint. Like, he... He was just so an cool. incredible, like, producer back in the day. And then this was, like, a collaboration that he did with Nike that was called, like, Urban Playground. Yeah. So all of it was just, like, the kind of, like, fun I love this, like, design. It's, like, embroidered and, col- and, like, this is held up so well. Yeah. Beautiful quality still. Really, really. Do you wear this one? Yeah, I wear this one sometimes. This one's, like, a pretty uh, pretty valuable one because you don't see, like, the Spike Lee stuff a lot. This the is, the ident- like, this crazy, is a Spike Lee. Yeah, this is, like, the Spike Lee I collab. personally wouldn't know that this is a Spike Lee kind of, like. Yeah, because you wouldn't know from, like, design. looking at it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the whole thing was called, like, Urban Playground. The concept was, like, um, like better together. So it was, wow. like, it was, like, a whole, like, anti-racism sort of ad campaign yeah, yeah. that was with Nike where he's, like, you know, we're, like, yeah, that's you know, we play sick. better together. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, a, it was a really cool, really cool idea. That's cool, man. So that's also cool because it just has such a special, like, historical yeah. connection, you know? I mean, it shaped the culture. Exactly, in a way. yeah. Like, brands yeah. like this, like, shaped a lot of things. Like, And Spike, Spike Lee himself shaped so much, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he was, uh, you know, an incredible, incredible film producer. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then the last item I see is a polo ski polo. jacket. Yes, this one's nicknamed the uh, suicide ski. Suicide ski. Suicide ski. So like this this style or this exact that logo. That logo oh, that is logo. called the suicide ski logo. Um, so the story with that, like, I'll do kind of a gist of it. Yeah. Polo became very popular, obviously, like with the preppy kind of fashion and like right. the late late eighties. You know, some kids in New York City were like noticing the style, like a lot of like the street kind of kids, you know, and realizing like they mm-hmm. wanted this stuff but could never afford it. So they just started like stealing it from the stores. Yeah. And that was like how they like got like they would just steal polo. And that it's was crazy. like now we're there, like we're stealing like their style, you know. And then um, the most sought after one was ones with the ski logo. That's like the polo ski logo. The polo, yeah, the ski logo. And it got nicknamed the suicide ski because if you wore one on the street, it was like it was like suicide because like people would try to like kill you for your jacket. Intr- like people were trying to rob your jacket. People off were trying you? to steal your jacket. And oh like they God. like if they had to kill you to do that, like they yeah, they would because people wanted these jackets so bad. Because like I imagine that was probably not a cheap coat 
at the time. Oh, I it think looks retail on these back in the day was like 600, 700 bucks. Like that. Oh yeah, which God. is like, that's back then, you know, this is, is this like for the sale? late 80s. Is this one for sale? This one will be at some point. At some point. Do you have a price? Do you know what it's worth? I don't worth? even know. I don't want to go that crazy because like this one's got a little paint on the sleeve, you know. But That's a dope jacket. You know, we're not going to, you know, like I think they these still sell pretty crazy. Like I think last sale on one of these when on eBay was around 400 bucks or something. Like we wouldn't go that crazy on nice. it. But I don't imagine no one, anyone's trying to kill you if you wear that jacket. No, no, not now. Now you're good. Now Nowadays you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, because... I mean, in Brooklyn in the late 80s. If we get to a, a point where, time, you know? <laughs> where, where everyone's wearing vintage clothing, maybe the suicide school will come back. And <laughs> but so that's just cool because it has such a, like, uh, you know, cultural significance. You, like, you know, awesome. the, the old polo culture, like, that really shaped, like, what streetwear mm-hmm. is now. And just that whole idea of, like, stealing styles that aren't yours. Because I think streetwear so much is that. And that's, you know, what we focus on is vintage streetwear. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of it is just styles that are taken from something else you know whether yeah. it's like sporty style or preppy or like you know you see some people even wearing like the military kind of style now it's yeah like streetwear is literally just like style that's taken from something else you know yeah so. it's just recontextualized almost yeah like, yeah exactly like wearing a ski jacket to go to get groceries yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah why not that's awesome dude well thank you for sharing yeah, no, these no, no. pieces thank, thank you. you for bringing the pieces dude yeah i just wanted to bring some stuff that was like i don't know special special items to me I or had it. like cool stories obviously the harley is like the main i love that that's the, the harley cool shirt. story that's the one that's going on a, in a frame at the store <laughs> i wish there was more of these that i knew the stories on but yeah a lot of this is just stuff mm-hmm. that we don't you know we don't really know where it came from mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you're gonna continue to find these items or these items i feel like they're gonna they find you in a way in a way yeah i mean they find you honestly that's probably the most fun part of our job like i love i love being in the store i Mm -hmm. love like interacting people but like man i love finding this stuff Mm -hmm. i love hunting for it must be a very satisfying process it is thank you for kind of taking us through it a bit and and sharing and and you know reminding us how uh everything we do has an impact everything we consume has an impact and it's just good to be kind of conscious of that impact and in, in what we're doing. And I'm definitely going to consider that next time I need clothes or want to change out my wardrobe. That's it, man. I'm going to think twice. Cause again, just yeah. open, just opening your eyes to it. That's all it takes. You know, all, you know, even if you're, even if it's just one item, just one item, you start by buying used, you know, like yeah. you, you can it's start making your part, you somewhere. know? Yeah. That's awesome. Luke. Well, thanks man. Thanks for your time. Thank you for, being on this episode that was really that was a fun episode yeah it's a pleasure to be here that was uh that was a good time thank you for listening honestly uh i'm I'm grateful for for the people that are listening and i hope you're enjoying this podcast and i hope that it's entertaining you and bringing you value and just you know inspiring you to go and be the unique amazing person that you are so this has been Luke Webster. I almost called you by your Instagram name. Luke Webster. <laughs> I know he's Luke Webby. <laughs> Luke Webster on the Creatives episode eight. Again, the show is uh, powered by Pano Media, all the production tools powered by Pano Media. And the show is sponsored by Midnight Hour Studios, which is where we are right now. It's a studio in Ottawa that you can rent for your productions, your photo shoots, and you could do more than just videos and photo shoots in here. I'm sure you can get creative and record whatever you want to do. Um, they have amazingly given us a discount code uh, to get 25% off your first booking in this beautiful studio. It's in the middle of audits at 174 Colonnade. So check that out. All the informa- information will be in the description. Uh, check out the Discord channel. Uh, it'll be linked down below. It's a community of like-minded individuals and 
we'll post sometimes we'll post the episodes there first actually often we'll post the episodes there before they go anywhere else so you'll get first access to the episodes before they get distributed to all the platforms and if you have any if you want to make contact with us you can find us on instagram at the the creatives you can find luke and bad dog on instagram um i will tag all of that in the description of where you're watching or listening to this just look in the description you'll find everything i just mentioned if you forgot it all that's okay and thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for existing thank you for being here thank you thank you thank to you. our editor ryan you're a legend always um, got to shout out the editor yeah man you got to shout out the editor the uh, hidden the hidden hero the hidden hero behind <laughs> yeah it's funny <laughs> editing is, is interesting because you get to know people but they don't get to know you back. Oh, I know this dude's gonna so know. So Ryan's gonna know me. you very well, and he may see you one day in the street and be like, "I know you." But nice to meet you, Ryan. There you go. I'll <laughs> meet you one day because Ryan might go buy some vintage clothing now. Who knows? To match his dope vintage cars. Ryan has two Miatas, by the way. Not one, two. So that's so that's investment piece. Yeah. Now, man. He, lo- he loves the old stuff <laughs> too. Sick. It's awesome. That's sick. He, he daily drives, winter drives a Miata. That's sick. Yeah. That's crazy. You're a legend. Madman. Yes. So thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode.